bitch! Now you're pissing me off. I'm gonna have to get nasty with you, honey. She loves it when I talk rough with her. Got you, you whore. Access permitted. Hello and welcome to 60MW Podcast. I'm Chris and I'm joined by my blood brother. It's Mr. Adam Parry. Hello. Hello. I, you, I, I was hoping on. to put a little quote in there, but I couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. So I've just had to say hello. I know. Uh, well, I was just thinking if it was Alan, he'd have written some ridiculous intro, you know, which uh, would uh, it always reminds me of that. I think I've said this before, but it reminds me of that um, line from Blazing Saddles where one of the characters says to well, the main bad guy, oh, you you speak better than a $2 whore or something like that. <laughs> you you'll, you'll, you'll use your tongue better than $2 whore or something like that. Anyway, um, sorry, Alan, I'm not saying that you're a whore, although you possibly are. Um, He's got the anyway. look, hasn't he? He's got the he look has. he could be one. He has. And, well, Hands anyway. around the back of taverns with his plaid shirt and, and possibly a... A Stetson. Yes, with his hats and his boots, mm. his cowboy boots. Anyway, we that's our early hello to Alan. Hello. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's become a bit of a tradition around here. Anyway, this mm. is a Spotlight Reflection movie show. And uh, I should say, from the off as well, you're sending mighty fine. Uh, because you've recently upgraded your broadband, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah, no more yogurt pots and strings, eh? I know. It's it's awesome. It's, you sound so clear. It's fantastic. So uh, speak properly. And, and when we do um, eventually record an ABCD, which is definitely in the works, possibly, or forget when people re- listen to this, it's probably already been said and done, uh, hopefully. <laughs> but uh, the, all the Mr. Robot gags will be retired. There won't be any anymore. Oh, I've, I've essentially ruined the show now. So... Yeah, I'm sure there's be plenty of other ways to ruin it, but still. Um, <laughs> anyway, so yes, this is a Spotlight Reflection movie show where we go back to the movies of our childhood. However, mo- more recently, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily call us kids when we, we've talked about films from 2008. Um, I know I definitely wasn't, but um, yeah, this is how it all started, by going back to films that we watched when we were kids, and then we revisit them, and uh, are they nostalgic dreams which live better in the memory or are they a load of old bollocks that's that's what we're here to discuss anyway and uh, this film that we're talking about tonight is the sequel to a film which was released we we talked about in uh on the 13th of may 2021 so look at that off was it that long ago nearly two two years and two days that's that's how long ago. I mean, that's when it was released, so we probably recorded it earlier. But however, the the fact that we've kind of timed it to be two years and two days is kind of cool. I yeah. think. If no, you... actually, I'm fucking bullshitting, aren't I? It's oh. March. Oh, yeah, isn't that? <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I just saw the M and I thought two years and t- okay, two years, two months and two days. Come yeah. on, you got excited. I did. Mathematically, a bit retarded. It's not. It's never been my strong suit, but uh, <laughs> or but any s- kind of education. But still, twenty twenty one. I if you'd have asked me when we did number two, I would have said, I would have probably said like June last year. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's crazy, isn't it? Anyway. Mm. So what the film I'm referring to is No Retreat, No Surrender 2. Um, that was the film that we released two years, two months and two days. Well, no, we didn't. Coming. <laughs> what? <laughs> in May. Uh, so two say. years, two months and two days in two months time-ish. Yes. Right. Yes. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. Um, was that called Rising Thunder or am I just dreaming that? It had got lots of different names, I think, if I remember rightly. It was um, an odd film. Uh, Raging Thunder. Oh, um, see, I, I thought Raging Thunder. I thought, no, it wasn't quite that tacky. It was, it was, it was, what did I just say? I can't remember what I, did ro- I say? Rising ro- Thunder. Rising Thunder. Yeah. Well, the, well, they're both around about the same, aren't they? Yeah. No, it's, uh, it's got, you know, like I said, I'm sure it had different names. Um, but, however, believe it or not, we spoke about that film. The podcast was two hours and thirty-one minutes <laughs> long for it for a film that uh, is uh, an hour and forty-four minutes, mm. um, and probably about fifteen of that was was the guys climbing up the the cliff. I don't know if you remember that. Scene. Yeah, it seemed to and go on and on. It was that, and probably forty-five minutes trying to decipher what the German fellow was saying. Oh yes. Oh well, God. What um, were some of the quotes? Was that it he something said? about a potato? Yes, spud. you spud you spud on me. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, weirdly though, mm. we haven't talked about No Retreat, No Surrender, which um, was the film which I suppose kicked off the whole um, franchise. Even though they have none of them have anything to do with one another, which I find mm. quite bizarre, but also kind of like fun at the same time. I don't know. Uh, you know, it's it, none of the characters are the same. None of the actors are the same. Well, no, actually, tell a lie. There's an actor in two and three, but he doesn't play the same character, so it's it's just bizarre. Yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, No Retreat, No Surrender, which we haven't talked about, uh, re- released in 1985. Um, looking at I'm, because I, there's no Metacritic for for the uh, the film that we're going to talk about, Part Three, <laughs> but shockingly, strangely, um, but yeah, that's got a 5.6 out of 10 out of 18,000 ratings. Because I was curious to see how they stacked up against each other. Yeah. So, the No Retreat, No Surrender 2, um, which has uh, got a 5 out of 10, uh, but that's only got 1,900 uh, ratings, so quite considerably less. Um, and then uh, No Retreat, No Surrender 3, which annoyingly I've just clicked off. Um, <laughs> yeah, fuck here. it. Why do we need to know what we're doing? <laughs> no, it's got, he's a 5.2, uh, but that's only got 977 ratings, oddly yeah. enough. Sort of the law of diminishing returns as far as ratings go. Yeah, so, um, but this uh, film was re- released in 1990. It was my pick, so we alternate the, the picks, and this was my pick. The last film that we talked about was The Happening, um, which you chose. Oh, and... yeah. I was, I was going to ask you what was the last time we spoke about, because I couldn't remember. Yeah, The Happening. So that, that'll be in your ears uh, if, well, you, you'll have heard it by now, no doubt. Um, but anyway, No Retreat, No Surrender 3, uh, tagline Blood Brothers, um, also known as Kickboxer 2, hey? str- strangely enough, 
from what I've read. Hold on. It's called No Retreat, No Surrender 3, colon, Kickboxer 2. No. Uh, oh, no. Uh, Blood Brothers. Huh? It's called Blood Brothers. But it it, it is, from what I've read here, uh, it is also known as, uh, film was released as Kickboxer 2 in Europe, which makes no sense. It makes zero sense. If it... Well, as there's a been, sequel I'm sure, to Kickboxer, or well, you, hmm? I don't know if it was a sequel to Kickboxer, but it was well released because I'm sure there were sequels to Kickboxer. There certainly was. I've seen a couple of them. Have you? Mm. Holy shit! I know that isn't John Claude Dan- Van Damme's character supposed to be killed off in the second one or something I like that. I think so. Yeah, I think it's the same fella is in two, three. There might be a four as well. Bloody hell! Um, yeah, but yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah, and uh, so Lucas Lowe directed this. Um, I have no idea. Anyway, some of the films that he well he's directed this, um, the King of the Kickboxers, which again was released in 1990, which I've heard is ridiculously bad. You know, um, just absolutely shocking. And so a guy I used to work with said it was one of the worst films he's ever seen, <laughs> which makes me it's tempting me, me to watch it actually. Um, but then another film called American Shaolin. And I mean, I, I read the um, um, uh, synopsis on IMDb, which is ridiculous. After being humiliated in the ring by a dirty kickboxer who pulled down his shorts and then hit him. <laughs> <laughs> a martial arts master decides to travel to China and enter monastery where he may learn the Shaolin form of fighting. What the fuck? What? Um, <laughs> I just thought that was quite funny. A dirty kickboxer. Yeah. Did he hit him in the balls? Uh, but there you are. Um, so, well, that's Van Damme's shtick, isn't he? Maybe he, he's, a dirt, he's a dirty kickboxer, isn't he? he is, he's yeah. doing the splits and punching people in the bollocks. Yeah, yeah he, he uppercuts that fella right in the nuts, doesn't he, in uh, Bloodsport? Oh, yeah. And, does, it, yeah. and because he was wearing one of them sumo, well, it, was like, it, wasn't even, it wasn't even a sumo thing, he was basically wearing a skirt. Just, yeah. So he actually, like a towel. Touched, he actually touched his sack. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, starring Lauren Avdon as Will Alexander, uh, Keith Vitale as Casey Alexander. No, I would have said Vitale. Vitale, Vitale, uh, yeah. Um, you say Vitale, I say Vitale. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Lauren Avdon um, appeared in No Retreat, No Surrender 2, uh, which, again, no relation to the character at all. He played a character called Scott Wilde in No Retreat, No Surrender 2. Better name. Yeah, um... And then you've got other people. Uh, uh, so I suppose we'll mention the, the other main character. Uh, Wanda Acuna as Maria. Mm. We'll talk about her in a bit. Yep. Um, and then the main bad guy uh, is played by a char- an actor. Sorry, a, a, a person, I should say. Uh, <laughs> called Rian Hunter, uh, yeah. who plays Franco. Um, and uh, yeah. That's that's the the sort of like the main martial artsy guy. There are other bad guys. He's oh. unusual looking chap, isn't he? I especially stunt double. I thought he was the same fella as number two. I thought he was the German fella. Ah, oh, right. He's I, got I, the same weird face, but I was slightly disappointed that he wasn't. 
Yes. Uh, that, that would have been cool, wouldn't it, if they'd have come yeah. back and actually had the same bad guy, but yeah. different name. Uh, yeah, then you've got a chap called Mark Russo, that's his real name, who plays Franco's henchman, and his name is Russo. Um, is that um, is that the Barry Gibb? Yes, yeah. with the awesome beard and sort of like mullet hairstyle. Um, but there you go. Um, right, so, yeah, mm. there's no other people. That, I mean, people might have not heard of some others. I recognised maybe a couple of other people that, from other things, but... Basically, nobody of any note. <laughs> it's, a, it's a script full of nobodies. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, that's that's kind of now my memories of this were because I was a fan of the series. I call, so I call it franchise, I suppose, but you know, it's a series of films for, with the same name. Um, mm. But it's uh, yeah, I didn't remember much about the first one other than it got Jean Claude Van Damme in it. And, yeah. you know, he's, but when I rewatched it, he's only in it for probably about 10, maybe 15 minutes of that whole film. Um, and it's about this kid who sort of like fantasizes and gets lessons off Bruce Lee's ghost. <laughs> Which is weird. It's a fucking great plot in it. <laughs> but then they, they repack, they sort of packaged it as like this East versus West thing about, mm. you know, Russians against Americans and whatever in this local community fucking, you know, um, village hall where people have kickboxing tournaments and stuff but um yeah and then um no retreat no surrender 2 i was a big fan of that again remember watching it on video vhs um and uh yeah it's it was cool so obviously watching the sequel was a no-brainer because martial arts films around that time were all over the place and one or two of them you know it was uh they were they were everywhere and, and there was tons of them and you know with Shokasugi and uh, uh, Michael Dudikoff, you know, American Ninja. And there were loads of them just everywhere, weren't there? Yeah. It's the sound effects. I think that's the thing about, the, you know, Jackie Chan, obviously, watching Jackie Chan movies and Bruce Lee. But um, it's I think it's the punching sound effects that you sort of, that you never get, t- and the over-the-topness of them. That's not a word, is it? But, you know, the over-the-top nature. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of over-the-top in this. But all the punches are... <coughs> Yeah, it's it's like I, I played. Yeah, it's like I played Final Fight the other day, and oh, it's like, exactly what I wrote. Final Fight. It is all the punches, all the sound effects, the flips, the ridiculous over the top stuff, and you know, it's um, but it's cool. You know, I just I, I loved it, and you know, with uh, with this one in particular, there's a bit of. Um, as I was getting a bit older, there's a bit of flesh on display as well. So that yeah, wouldn't have a gone. A little bit. One wouldn't have, um, you know, been a miss or whatever. It would have been a few uh, twitches downstairs, <laughs> shall we say, in my, my adolescent body. Um, and interestingly, when you look at IMDb for this film, most of the pictures. I was going to ask you, have you got the IMDb thing? Because the photos, it's photos 27, and they're all of uh, Wonder. What's her face? Wonder Akuna. Yes, they're all of Maria um, mm. in various states of undress and, you know, kind of close-ups and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah. Um, have you ever seen this film? No. I've, I saw the first one. That was a rental. Um, I think I rented the second one out. Um, and because there was a few more guns in it, I didn't like it as much. And then mm. I saw this. This this was in this was in the same shop, but um, never got around to renting this one for some reason. So this is a first first time watch for me. Mm. And I probably asked you then 
two years, two months, and two days ago. <laughs> Not quite, <laughs> but I'm going to keep it up, whatever. Yeah. Have, have you um, got any favourite sort of 80s, 90s, early 90s martial arts films that you used to watch a lot when you were younger? Uh, I was more horror, if, okay. if I'm honest. But you no, know, I did. I rent. I rented the first No Retreat, No Surrender a couple of times. Bloodsport, a couple of times. Kickboxer, a couple of times. The sort of ones I'd rented, rented a few times, sort of thing. But the choice was limited. The where we used to rent the videos from, they were more, more horror orientated. It was very weird because there was one, there was one shop on like the edge of our estate which had like your big hitters like ET, your porn shelf, and then mm. like a horror shelf. But if you went over the railway line to, to the other other side of town, there was a vegetable shop there. And in the back room, that was their VHS room. But in the middle, there was there was a big big table of vegetables, which is weird. So <laughs> you could go in there and you could pick up your parsnips and your cauliflowers. But then they had like full sets of films. So on their rental shelves, they'd have like Friday the 13th. But they'd have one all the way to, I think the last one I saw in there was Jason Takes Manhattan. And they had them all in a line. And they had that for any, any, for any film series. They had them nicely laid out in order on the shelf and I always appreciated that. Oh, I like that. Go and mm. you know, pick up a bag of spuds and yeah. pick up an Nightmare on Elm Street or something on the exactly. way there. Exactly. You just work your way down the down that particular part of the shelf every week because you go, Oh, I'll rent part one this week, part two next week, part three and so forth and so on. Or the other way around, so on and so forth. Fantastic. Mm. Um I don't have any um figures on where how well the film did. <laughs> I, uh, I kind I'm of hazard a guess it wasn't in the top 10 I, I don't think it was released theatrically I think it was a sort of straight to video affair um, I'd imagine it did fairly well on video though because you know like I said it's martial arts and it's third in a series potentially yeah. so um, was, there, was there ever a fourth no I don't believe so I don't believe there was. I think that was it. It's a I trilogy. Mean, I mean, everyone makes fucking trilogies these days. Well, don't it's they? kind of a trilogy, or well, it's not. It's a trilogy name only, isn't it? Because yeah, not, but they could have had no retreat, no surrender forever. Oh, oh, that's amazing. I like that. Um, yeah, no, I can't see that there's ever been a fourth one. To be honest with you, no, I think that's it. That's awesome. They should do that. You should sure. start like a do a crowd uh, fund or you know a Kickstarter or something. <laughs> get the original actors back in. If and Cynthia Rothrock was in the second one, get her in it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that'd be cool, wouldn't it? Anyway, be like be like a good version of the Expendables. Oh yeah, get the yeah do that <laughs> martial arts version of the Expendables. Yeah, you know, kicking ass and whatever, and beating up some of these new pretenders. That'd be fun. There anyway. you go. There you go. Coming soon to Kickstarter. 60MW presents No Retreat, No Surrender Forever. Forever. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, well, I'd watch it. But uh... anyway, so do you have a synopsis? I do. There is a, there is an synopsis because I haven't got one to choose from because I've no Metacritic. So the synopsis for No Retreat, No Surrender 3, colon Blood Brothers, is thus. Two feuding brothers, one a policeman and the other a martial arts expert of different political views join forces to avenge the death of their father, a retired agent killed by the mafia. Mm. Was it? Not, not strictly true. I, no. I don't think. That, se- that last section, I don't think the, the mafia are the ones that killed him. No. That's what I, and also, one a martial arts... Well, both were martial arts ex- experts. 
Yeah, I suppose the the one uses guns more than the other. Well, yeah. the other the other one doesn't use a gun at all, does he really? But uh, it yeah, should be one an agent, one a lazy hippie. Yeah, he's not a policeman anyway. He, like you said, he works for the CIA or yeah. something, doesn't he? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> the synopsis gets one bit right. Well, it actually, doesn't it? Says join forces to avenge the death of their father. Well, they don't really. No, they go off on their separate ways and just kind of <laughs> be, stumble yeah. amongst it, upon each other. Yeah. And also, so I mean, they put down that his dad's a retired agent. Why didn't they put down that, you know, his son's an agent as yeah. well? It should be two feuding brothers, one an agent, one a, uh, I don't know what he is, a, a martial arts person. Um, of different political views, join forces <laughs> to avenge the death of their father, a retired agent, killed by some people. We don't exactly know. Well, they're terrorists, we think, aren't they? They're, 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 but what their cause is, we don't quite know. But no. um, well, the tag... You tell me. The tagline is, blood is thicker than water. Brothers don't get along, they get even. That's, that's one of the... Mm taglines there but then on another video cover it Ooh. says the first was for honor the second for his country this time it's family again okay, it's different people different for <laughs> different actors different you know different characters. characters different stories so that none of them have any connection but they've they've somehow connected them fair play yeah somehow yeah so actually i'm looking at the uk um uh, VHS cover and it does have that tagline so they, they they obviously are trying to connect the dots with the franchise and whatever so yeah anyway <laughs> there you are um, right so uh, shall we listen to the trailer for yes. this film here okay here is the trailer for No Retreat No Surrender 3 the first was for honour no the second was for revenge. Mac, we gotta get her back. You wanna start a war? You got it. This time. The only thing that was keeping us together is dead. It's family. No retreat. No surrender. Three. Blood Brothers. You're talking about some of the most powerful people in Washington. It was a great loss to all of us. I don't want your sorrow, I want action. Well, I'll take care of it. I'll find my own way. You know, we could use a man like you. I'm listening. a warrior, a true fighter. He is the one. Something big is going on and I'm a part of it. When I know exactly what it is, I'll contact you. No retreat, no surrender. Three. Some men are harder to stop. They're going to kill me anyway. You know that, don't you? Some ties are harder to break. They're shooting at us anyway. Everybody, you're a goddamn terrorist. No retreat, no surrender. Three Blood Brothers. 
Right, that was the trailer for the movie that we're going to be having a chat about. Now, <clears throat> we get to one of our favourite sections, for us anyway, of the, um, the, the the show, is finding out how many pages of notes we wrote about this particular film. Oh, yeah. So, uh, first of all, what... Um, I wrote notes. Ooh. Ooh. Russell, Russell, Russell. But how... Uh, what, pay, what page size is it? Um, I am on A4. Are you? Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm on like... It's not quite A4. It's definitely not A4. But it's not quite A5 either. Why can't it's, you just buy a standard paper size? I don't know. It's it's a, it's a weird start. It's, it's a weird size. It's not like a... I don't know what kind of size it is. But And also, the... Um, the pages, uh, sorry, not the pages. The lines are quite narrow, so mm. yeah, it's 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 almost like they've tried to squeeze in an A4 size into a smaller size. If that oh, makes a that, bit of sense, that's shrinkflation for you. Yeah. So how many how many pages have you written? Well, are you sitting down? Yes. What would you think would be a reasonable amount of pages to write on A4? Oh. A4, right, I'm going to try, because we're normally relatively close together. Yeah. So I'm going to go with, for a film like this, it's about, an, it's an hour and, well, I say it's an hour and 44 minutes. I think the, the version I watched on YouTube was about an hour and 38. Yes, that sounds correct. Wasn't quite right, so, or, or match that. I think there was a few little bits cut from different versions, but still. Um, I'm going to go with nine pages. Oh, no, 11 Fucking hell. 11. Well, I don't know <laughs> if I've ever written more. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I don't know why or how. Oh, well, I've, I've done 11 as well, but but obviously, like I said, it's slightly smaller, I'd imagine. But you've but, got your tighter lines. But it is tight lines, yeah. Mm. That's 11 pages, bloody hell. How many lines on one of your pages? Oh, God. Oh, here's some fun for the listeners. <laughs> well, you're going to have to fill while I count, so... Um, Phil, then. Sorry, I was counting. Um, counting so I could compare. Um, hello, listeners. Welcome to another episode of 60MW. This week we are speaking about Nude Reduce News 23 Blood Brothers. We are now counting lines. It's all very fun. I hope your ears are coming. 34, and that doesn't include the top line, which has got, you know, you've got more space for your title and stuff. So 34 mm. lines on, on, a, on this page. Oh, so mine's 32. Ah. Right, so you've done how many pages? Nine. 11. 11. You've done 11? Yeah. So I've got so I've got so you right so you've twenty two extra lines so in A four you've done what have you done I can't make it I'm working it out wrong I've, I've, why have I done this I don't know what you're doing so no I don't either so you've done right 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 so you've done have you done full pages. Pretty much, right. yeah. There's not much space in between. So you've done. I've, 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 there's my usual gap in between, you know, new yeah. scene or something. But, but yeah, you've that... covered three hundred and seventy-four lines. Holy shit! <laughs> right. Are you a, are you a mathematical genius or have you got a calculator? In I'm front a of man you? with a calculator. Oh, uh, okay. Was I've only done three hundred and fifty-two lines. Mm. Now I don't know how many gaps you've got. We're well, not going to count how many gaps are in the pages because that would just be ridiculous. Yeah. Not really, <laughs> not really catching the lines. No, that'd be too weird. Yeah, not great radio either. I don't think. Yeah, so we've essentially done the same. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I think we're, we're even. You know, my my page is slightly smaller than yours, but uh, I think we've. Yeah, this is it's a strange one, isn't it? Because I uh, you you think I mean 
I suppose a film like this, what what is there to write about? It's a martial arts <laughs> film, isn't it? You know, <laughs> don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> somehow we've managed to write quite a lot. Anyway, right. Um, so we've got um, our pages. Uh, so um, yeah, let's let's get into this then. So yes. op- it opens up then with like an American flag, which is backwards. I thought that. Why was it backwards? Um, which. First of all, I thought it was just a, stri- a slightly strange way. You know, why why not just flip it round? Or... Well, it's not it's not backwards, is it? But why? Well, no, it is. I suppose. Yeah. Well, it, well, yeah. it's double sided, isn't it? But when do you ever film a flag where the pole's on the right hand side and it's flapping to the left? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, like the stars are on the right hand corner, yeah. aren't they? Instead of like the left hand corner, which is the way you'd normally see. Yeah. An American flag. Um, but you know, was that a statement? Is it something to do with ooh, something's not quite right? Probably uh, not. Uh, I don't think you're reading way too much into yes. that, but possibly. And then so we get, uh, we you know, it introduces us to Washington D.C. There's mm-hmm. uh, lots of monuments and yeah, that penis thing. What's it called? Alan's going to shout to us. Oh, uh, it, oh, uh, something column, not Cleopatra's needle. No, that's in. <laughs> is, it? Uh, is the Capitol building one of them as well? Possibly. Is it? Is it's not the White House? I don't think. Oh no, the White House is the first shot. Is it the White House? Yeah, after the after the flag. Uh, yeah. Um, God, we, we we sound like we know what we're talking. No, we don't I was going to really say know. our our uh, knowledge of American landmarks <laughs> is shocking. Um, I can I know what it is. I can describe it. It's it's the thing in Spider Man uh, home, Homecoming, <laughs> which he climbs up. It's, yeah, that thing where which Forrest Gump speaks to. <laughs> We don't speak to it, but he's he's the other side of it, isn't he? I yeah, think. it's a big tall thing. It's got a not a river, a square lake thing in front of it. Yeah, it's it's a yeah. thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Anyway, giant phallus. And <clears throat> anyway, mm. um, and then you know it all kind of kicks off a little bit, and there's police, the sirens you can hear in the yeah. background, and it's all the police, not just some police. It seems to be all of the police. Turn- Is it a bank? I, well, that's it. See, I wasn't. I wrote bank, but then I crossed it out because I wasn't sure. Because it, it's, and then I rewound it a little bit. I rewound, you know, you know, <laughs> sound like a proper VHS. But you know what I mean. I sort of like yeah. went back a, a, a scene or so. I was like, is it a bank robbery? Because I don't. It kind of looks like it, but I don't think it is. No, I think I think it's supposed to be a bank. Externally, I think it's supposed to be a bank. Yeah, but is it sort of like a, go- a government building or something like that? I don't know. No, but... I'm not not sure. It's not that it's really important to be honest with you. But anyway, <laughs> there's there's lots of panic. There's um, a, a sort of um, a gurning man with a crutch. Yeah, takes up the scene for some reason. It was unconvincing in crutches. That was what I wrote. Yeah. I thought, why is it? Why is he front and center? Was my thought at the time. Yes. Uh, oh, we should also, I should say as well, it's always fun that, that you know, there's uh, what you or me watch a film that we've never watched before, what your impressions of it are. So, um, and then you get these like amazing zappy zappy credits. It's the worst title screen I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've got, we've got like, obviously no retreat, no surrender at the top, a giant three and then Blood Brothers sort of weirdly halfway up the screen but no let's have three different fonts to make it look like nothing fits and why was there laser blasts and yeah i don't know but um yeah and then you get this quote which is kind of again a bit weird and out of place but still uh the quote is um power comes from the barrel of a gun by mao c sung i'm guessing that is or 
it's spelt T-U-N-G, um, tongue. Um, but and then it's sort of like gunfire, you know. And then it kind of cuts to this guy or somebody holding a gun and shooting in this building. Everybody's panicking. Um, and he shoots down like this American sign, like a, a sign with it's got American stars and stripes on it and stuff like that, hasn't it? Yeah. So I've got fucking dog outside as well. I need to shoot that <laughs> cunt again. Yeah. But um, yeah, because all the police are outside. They've got snipers as well. Would, uh, would yes. all of them turn up for one bank robbery? Like 400 policemen. About thirty different snipers, and they're all—that's the thing, isn't it? Because the cameras going through them, and they're all cocking their guns. Like hundreds of people are cocking, ready to kill things. And then as soon as they hear gunfire from inside, it's like they all shit themselves and start hiding. Mm. Um, and then, like, there, there's lots of screaming. The terrorists are going on. An American-sounding terrorist, by the way. Yeah. Uh, and then you know the gurning guy with the crutch is acting very badly at this point. Yes. Um, and he starts begging for his life. He's like, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. Um, and then he, there's this woman who's sort of like next to him, like quite fit woman, I'd say, you know, quite yeah, attractive. For the, for the time, she's very 80s. Yeah, uh, quite attractive. And he's like, kill her, kill her. Um, so, And then the, the terrorist says something like, like uh, you know, uh, such humanity. Yeah. This is what we fight against and we will win yeah, win, win, win what? Right, but again... Who are you? Well, but he kind of says it. I mean, he, he, he talks in like, um, you know, like an like say American accent. But then I don't know if he tries to put on a bit of a... I don't know, is it Russian? Is it Middle Eastern? I wasn't quite sure. A, a fakey, a, 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 you know, a weird accent. I don't know what he's yeah. trying to no. uh, say. This is where I questioned the bank thing. Because from the outside, I thought, I was thinking bank. Inside, I thought, is that just someone's mansion that they've set a like a, a register up on. Yeah. Because it's like a fucking Resident Evil mansion. <laughs> He's actually in it. Yeah. Oh, no, he says something like, uh, Americans, such humanity. Uh, you know, because obviously... So that's that's what he's saying. He's like, you know, he's fought, obviously terrorists fighting against Americans. But, yeah. you know, you don't get any more about that. Um, and then it turns out that the crutch is actually a weapon. It is. Did you see that coming at all? Mm. I was wondering why he was featuring quite so heavily because he stands out from the first scene because he rickets his way across the screen when he's when he's sort of being corralled into a group of scared hostages and then when he starts speaking it's like uh, he's someone so yeah but I didn't I didn't know if he'd be a distraction or if he'd be like the main man mm. but it turns out yeah he's what is his crutch? Is it a gun or a sword or it's, both? It's like a harpoon, isn't it? It's like a it shoots out like a spe- spear type thing. Oh, is it a spear? I thought he, I thought he just shot the end off and bopped someone in the face, but then he stabs the fellow with it as well, doesn't he? Yeah, he stabs somebody and then he slices somebody's neck and he does a few other bits and then yeah. shoots uh, someone with it. Grabs a gun, shoots people off the banisters so they can fall down the stairs. Have to admit, little bit disappointed at the lack of blood packs. Yeah, so Squibs. he, um, uh, so the the woman sort of like gets up to run for some reason. He sees it, then he sees a guy in a balcony, um, and he so he goes to save the woman, which he does, but then he gets shot in the arm, and it's a pathetic little. It's shot. a graze, isn't it? It's it's the same as I'm trying to think. It's the same as I can't even think what it is. Uh, what, what would be the equivalent injury? It'd be like. It's like grazing your forearm against a against a 
semi-rusty nail, maybe. Mm. Lightly. Yeah. But then he grabs a gun and he does like a slow-mo kind of Max payne style <laughs> jump. <laughs> Shoots the guy off the balcony. The, the guy on the balcony... Well, you think he'd just kind of fall backwards or something, wouldn't he? But yeah, no, he does a flip. Because momentum from the bullet would take him backwards. Yeah. Uh, but no, he does a flip somersault off the balcony, <laughs> which is kind of awesome. Uh, There's a lot of weird gravity-defying gravity um, reactions to being hit and or punched or shot in this film. Yeah. And then um, the guy uh, who saves the day does a little flip kick thingy, which I used to be able to do when I was a kid. I always wanted to do them because watching like films like this. So, you know, kind of, it's a bit like a backwards worm. <laughs> Are you talking about what? Just lying on the ground and you flip yourself up onto your feet? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love, because I, I just wanted to be able to do that. And, and when I could pull it off on the other occasion, I thought, oh, wow, like a fucking ninja or something. So you, you can't do it now though? No. Well, I haven't tried it for many years, but I'd probably break a hip. Well, give something. it a go. No, I don't. Go on, do it. <laughs> well, right do now. It. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, maybe I'll... then you could just say, yeah, I did it. And no one would know any different. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. My knees and everything else these days. It's not a good <laughs> you idea. Just, you just hear you... Just crack. <laughs> ...trying, and then <laughs> the sound of someone snapping various stems of celery. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, he does a little click, flip, kick-up thingy, and then the guy who said, you know, about mocking Americans... Um, he does this cheesy sort of like little smile and he says, this is the kind of American that you're up against and you don't stand a chance, you asshole. Yeah. Um, and then he smiles. Does he smile at the woman then? Yeah. So the woman sort of like uh, comes up to him and she's dripping at this oh, point, I think. You know, you can hear her squelching onto the scene. <laughs> but he does... The most weird it's smile. So odd, isn't it? It's it's the kind of smile that Jeffrey Dahmer would have given someone. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wrote down. He smiles and looks at her as if he wants to eat her liver <laughs> or something. He's like, oh, oh, I'm gonna fucking eat you. It's just, it's so bizarre. Yeah. It, it's not a, it's not a sexy look or no. anything. It's a quite a, a strange one. Um. Anyway, then we cut to uh, a guy who's standing at a bus stop, uh, which turns out to be fake. Uh, I called him not Emilio Estevez. Yes, this is Lauren Avdon. This mm. is his character. Uh, and then, so yeah, and he gets attacked and it, there's a few karate moves and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think, to be fair, you know, he's got some quite good skills. Yeah, I mean, there's some overcomplicated moves, like when he sort of runs off a wall and kicks someone. And yeah. Gives that person plenty of time to step back or block. Yeah. But uh, not very efficient. But no, um, and then it turns out it's like a self-defence class. Yeah, uh, and which makes uh, no sense. Because <laughs> he, says, he says contact training is the, only, is the only way to survive the street, i.e. you've got to do this contact training. And he's telling that to a group of people who are just sat on the floor watching who then don't get to do the lesson that he's teaching. Yeah, because they get to watch him again. Yeah. Um, uh, much to the upset of the people that he's just beaten up, but still. Um, but it, before he does that, he gets a phone call. And uh, I should have said as well, if you do watch this film, then have a drink every time you see a boom mic appear. Um, I didn't notice. Oh, wow. Okay, so I, I noticed quite a few 
different times. There's this this there's one right here in this scene. You see like a boom mic appear. Uh, it could be probably difficult for you to see because the quality of the YouTube um, clip or film that we watched wasn't the best. It weren't it, the best. No, no. It was watchable, but it mm. was you know um, I managed to watch it on like a fifty inch TV, but yeah, it, hell, really. It was a bit grainy in places. <laughs> a so. bit grainy. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so it turns out it's his dad on the phone. Um, and uh, he wants to get a... Uh, he's having a birthday party, but he wants to get uh, Casey and Will together. Yeah, so the three of them, he wants them to get together. And and w- there's a lot of people who, who spout a lot of exposition in this film. I mean, this is not one of the, the greatest parts of it. Particularly Casey, oh. who, who literally talks to himself, the like the plot. Fan-fucking-tastic scene later, but we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, go on. But, um, yeah, but Will has to ex- is explaining her. But remember, Dad, last year when we went on that hunting trip, the three of us, and we didn't get along because we don't get along anymore. You know, we don't like each other, just so you know, audience. And, um, yeah, he's, he's very reluctant to go to... Go to he wants him to stay a couple of extra days, doesn't he, for his birthday? And he's being very pushy. Mm. And he obviously knows that his son's a well. Doesn't care if his son's got a job. You can come here and spend a couple of extra days with your old man, can't you? Mm. And he eventually, he does eventually cave in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so you know what? Uh... And he calls him sorry. He calls him senile. And there's a lot of this at the start of the film. He goes, huh. I can't even remember what he says now. But he calls his dad senile. And there's 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 lots of <laughs> yeah, lots of family laughter. Yes, and uh, so then the dad's on uh, at his desk and he's typing into a computer. Oh, he's pressing down a lot. <laughs> he presses the down key about 30 times. And you know it's a computer because it's making lots of bloopity bloop sounds. Mm, yes, and um, he's, he says, he talks to the computer. Let's see what mysteries you can unearth for me. <laughs> what the Again, fuck? Just, he's just letting you know what he's doing. <laughs> um and then you get this picture of a man on the screen. Well, looks... eventually. Eventually, yeah. Is it loading? It's it's like when I used to try and look at uh, pictures of porn pictures on the Dreamcast <laughs> <laughs> dial-up kind of uh, connection. Uh, you know, waiting for it to sort of like, oh, come on, come on. Anyway. It did have two floppy drives, though, so it must have been quite posh. Mm. Um, yeah. And so anyway, then a car pulls up outside the house. Yeah. Couple Sinister of men, people. A couple of men get out. They've got sunglasses on and they're in suits, uh, you know. And so then you get a bit of a sort of a scene from Commando where the dad sneaks up and pulls a gun on. Yeah, well, yeah, because what? Yeah, there's like an older fellow with blonde hair and there's a younger fellow with dark hair, and mm. they walk up to the front door, and then the fella turns around. The old one turns around, and the young fella's gone missing. As he turns around again, is it a gun? Has he got a gun or a knife? Mm, it's a gun. Yeah, gun to his head, and it turns out it, you know his uh, dad has uh, sorted out the young one. I mean, the logistics of where he leaves him. He he takes him out, takes him about fifty meters away, ties him to a tree, and gets back to his uh, the other fella in about three seconds. Mm. Yeah, it, it, well, he, yeah, he handcuffs him to the tree. It's very impressive because, like, so then he starts talking to this old guy. Turns out that they kind of they know each other. Yeah, they're mates, they're friends. It's all. Fun and games. They and have a weird conversation. What yeah. did you do with the child? <laughs> yeah. This man who's about 35. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, then 
they go in and they're going to leave the leave him to stew because of you know you teach him a lesson. Like, yeah, basically, assholes. They're just two old bastards. You just hate young people because they don't do the job like they used to do it because they're not as good. And again, they they have a huh, yeah. What do you do? What do you do with the child? They just leave him there as a teach him a lesson. Ha 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 Yeah. So they go into the house. The um, the guy in the suit uh, tells the uh, the dad that he's on the hit parade, um, and that you find out that the dad was part of the CIA. Mm. Um, and uh, then he happens to have a look at the screen, sees the guy on the screen, um, and then he sort of says that these people don't care that you've retired, you know, and he offers to leave a bodyguard. Um, and there's another boom mic uh, appear. <laughs> Which, I didn't see a single one. I'm really annoyed at myself. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's kind of like how this conversation goes. And um, then, uh, you know, he, he... I can't read my own fucking writing there. Oh, yes, though. He turns on the TV again. Um, and you get a close-up of uh, the eyes of this the main yeah. bad guy. Oh, his friend was called Paul, by the way. Ah, it's right. John and Paul, isn't it? Ah, there you go. Oh, John and Paul. The Ringo, the, the Ringos, the Beatles, <laughs> uh, the Ringos. That would have been fun. Ringos. Did you ever eat Ringos? I did eat Ringos. I quite like Ringos. Quite, they're like onion rings, aren't they? You yeah, know? but different flavours. I yes. used to like the cheese and onion ones. Oh, I don't remember them. I remember the uh, the sort of like the onion ring styley ones. Yeah. Um, they got a nice texture. I quite found that they. Well, they started off when when I was little. They were quite smooth. Yeah. And then they re-released them when they probably late 80s early 90s they re-released them with some attitude and they were more like crispy sort of like um i kind of described like a rough textured puff instead yeah. uh, didn't like them as much no i like the smoother version than the yeah. rougher version um anyway if you yeah. enjoyed ringos then let us know but um... <laughs> so yeah then we cut to will who's doing some training and Casey's shagging. We basically get to see that they're just nothing like each other. Yeah, opposite lives, isn't it? Will's training. Casey got laid because he's a fucking hound. Yes. Will drives a Beetle. Uh, Casey does not drive a Beetle. He drives a Porsche and he combs his hair. Will breaks down and then, I, you know, gets splashed by a car. And I just put juxtaposition in it. Yeah. 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 Uh, like, yeah, Casey, um, Casey wears like, you know, expensive suits, you can imagine. And, uh, Will's very much like, you know, just wears like street clothes or whatever, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the party and Mom's birthday party. Well, I don't get it right. It's, he's got a big house. It's a yes. very impressive party, garden party, but the food looked fucking shit. <laughs> it did. Yeah, you get a bit of a close-up of all the food and stuff, yeah, didn't you? Like it didn't look, didn't look nice. No, it's assorted plates of brown and beige mulch. Mm. They're very nice. Casey's there. He, I put Casey as a flange magnet because he's got another. <laughs> he's got another lady. Oh no, he's got several ladies. He's got loads of them around him. him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he loves then, it. Paul and his CIA chums turn up looking inconspicuous. Oh yes, not, not at all acting like the CIA with bodyguards and everyone's got fucking sunglasses on again. Yes, uh, and so because he, he gets introduced to his replacement, mm. um, what was his name? Um, so yeah, this is I can't a, remember. A, yeah, as a, as a, a you know a, a feature of getting older uh, that you, I kind of have to take my glasses off, put them on and off just to, to see. 
short and long sighted, but uh, mm. so he was called Atterun. Atterun. James Atterun. Atterun. Yeah. Yeah. Weird name. Um, and and he never takes his sunglasses off. Um, no. He's. Uh, did you get any feelings about him at all at this particular meeting? I was think. Well, I was thinking if he's not in any way involved, and I'm wondering why he's in the film. Yes. Okay. Um, so, <clears throat> yeah, and then because uh, case, uh, sorry, Will's late, but then he turns up in his broken VW, and just drives <laughs> onto the fucking garden or Where, whatever. Yeah, there was no. That happened with Paul when he turned up earlier. He's got this massive house, but there's no driveway. <laughs> there's just there's just some grass leading up to some trees, and that's where people park randomly. I couldn't stand it. I'd need at least some sort of sprayed up parking area in what? on the grass. I couldn't just have people rolling up randomly. No, That'd annoy me. I mean, what if it was a you know what if it was muddy or wet as well? Yeah, you know, I mean, you're never going to get your Amazon delivery driver bothering, are they? They're not going to just pull off the road and just go well. I'm I'm just going to randomly drive across this what looks like a forest hmm. to get to this house. No, you need a driveway. You need signage. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so then he t- he rocks up and he's got like this uh, jacket on, which has got loads of Russian uh, imagery on it, like uh, the hammer and sickle and various other bits and pieces and stuff like that. And uh, then they just start, well, Casey starts busting his balls a bit, doesn't he? And, you know, calling yeah. him little brother and all this, that and the other. And, um the background uh, music, awful. That's not the first time I've read that. But. Yeah, <laughs> the music is terrible. Uh, and then Casey gives the uh, dad a, a ticket, like a round-the-world trip ticket kind of yeah, thing. first class. How how do those tickets work? I don't know. Because it literally just says, round-the-world, first class. Yeah. You just rock know. up at an airport and go, there's my round-the-world ticket. Do I just get to choose my starting point? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I would have thought that you'd have had like a proper itinerary and stuff like that. But, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, you just hop on any plane. I'd fuck it. And yeah, got this ticket. Just wave it at them. It was the 80s, wasn't it, I suppose? Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, there's another boom mic. Boom mic. Um, <laughs> uh, but Will doesn't know about this present and he's pissed off about it because... Yeah, he goes know. off in a huff with his bottom lip hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then, you know, so they go off, have a bit of an argument... <laughs> What's funny is Will walks off and you see him walk his way through the trees. And um, John's like, Will, Will. Casey's like, don't worry, I'll find him. And he <laughs> steps about six foot away and that's where Will is. He's literally over there. <laughs> yeah. He's standing by that tree. Yeah. Um, he's standing by his car. Anyway, and then so, yeah, then they have a bit of a tiff, have a bit of an argument. and uh... Will calls them all baby killers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Call them baby killers. Um, <laughs> a bit harsh. And then uh, <laughs> arguing about their jobs and respective lives and all this, that and the other. And uh, he, he's literally just turned up and he's already in a fucking... He's like, he's not tried very hard, has he? I mean, he's, no. dri- he's driven all of this way and, you know, he's had trouble with his car and whatever. He's yeah. been in the car for probably hours, maybe a couple of days or something. And then he's just turning around and going, fuck this, I've had enough. He's turned up wearing antagonistic clothes, threw a wobbly and fucked off. Mm. So I, I think I'm with, with Casey at this point. I think Will's a bit of a twat. Yeah. Um, you know, but still, anyway. Uh, so then, yeah, he gets in his car, he leaves. Um, <laughs> then it, you get a scene of the sunset, sunsetting. There's like a three second shot of the sunsetting. And then it cuts to Will in his car while the home and away music goes on in the background because it's emotional 
and it's then it's daytime. So I thought, why do they put that there? It's yeah, not, not, it's not not correct. Um, yeah, because everybody's leaving the party now, and yeah. uh, you know it's it's evening. His dad's at home smoking a pipe, um, and um, the, he hears somebody come. Oh no! Sorry. End of the party. The last one to leave is Casey because Casey. Oh, yes. Casey's got another bit of minge, hasn't he? Oh yes, yes. And Daddy approves. Is it Lisa or Anna or something? He just take takes her off. Like, yeah. You young stud, you. You yes, you have your fun because he offers to stay with him, doesn't he? I think so. Um, yeah. So then everybody, like I said, his dad's on his on his own now, and he's having his pipe, uh, which is an odd thing to do. I mean, yeah. you know, I've never smoked a pipe before. No, it, I was it, I was quite looking forward to it when I got older. Is it something that you'd think? My my, my uncle smoked pipe. Um, fucking stunk. But I, I, my plan was to start smoking a pipe when I hit about 67, 68. Yeah, I used to have a, a suck on my granddad's pipe. <laughs> 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 Which is, uh, as, I, as those words came out of my mouth, I realised, you know, it's a bit of an odd thing to do. But those things happened back then, you know, it was uh, the the now. <laughs> no, I, my granddad had a pipe as well, and he just, I'd, you know, as a kid, you'd rummage around uh, drawers and stuff, and I'd find them, and, you know, you'd suck them and stuff like that just to pl- play about. <laughs> Have you never done that? Have you never sucked well, a pipe? Well, I, I used to sniff my next door neighbour's pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Neville, he used to smoke a pipe, and if he wasn't smoking <laughs> it, I'd give it a sniff. <laughs> See, you do, don't you? You've sniffed it, I've yeah. sucked it. It's just uh, was something about the tobacco smell. When we, when we were, like, little school... <laughs> When we used to, when we were learning how to read words, our teacher, because she was a heavy smoker, um, but she used to give you like words to learn, but she gave them out like in tobacco tins <laughs> and it actually worked because everyone really wanted another set of words, another tin because the tin smelt fantastic. Mm, yeah. You couldn't but, do that uh, now, obviously. No, I've never, I've, I've never been inclined to sort of like try smoking a pipe. I must admit, I've just, I don't know, it just seems like a lot of faff and a lot of work, you know. To... It's an art. You can keep it going for hours. Mm. Yeah. But uh, anyway, anyway. Um, so he's at home he's sucking on his pipe. And then um, he so then you discover because he realizes that there's something not quite right because he's yeah. using his like spidey sense and whatever. Yeah. Doesn't he hear something? Is, is that you, Will? Yes. And we know it, it's not because the music changes. Oh, that, that was the other thing as well, is that Will realises that he's left the present in the back of his car in his fucking hissy fit. Yeah. He forgot to give his dad he, the actual present that he got I him. bet it was a shit. We never find out what the present is. No. I bet it was shit, though. I know. It's, I'm gutted about that, actually. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like, like uh, what, what can I give him? I'll, I'll give him one of the cushions out of, out of my flat. Yeah, or it's a T-shirt that says, uh, Happy birthday, you baby killer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, you senile old child murderer. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, but so the dad realizes something's now his house. Fucking hell, it's amazing. Kitted up to fucking, it's got weapons everywhere and (laughs) visible. He just grabs a. He grabs his knife from his knife wall. (laughs) He's got weapons all over the place. Hidden weapons, weapons that are visible. There's fucking securities things set up to blow up, like set off. You know, um, things that. That uh, disorientate you and fucking sense is amazing. It's, it's fucking great. I knew it was going to be good as soon as he grabbed that knife. There's traps everywhere. But anyway, so yeah, he gets this knife and then 
in the back, just behind him, you see that he, he, there's a guy behind him standing there, and he starts to get like garroted. Yeah. Um, and so he has a bit of a struggle. There's a bit of a fight, um, and then the, the um, he, he, he stabs him. He stabs him, and then his stump man spears him like <laughs> fucking edge out of the WWF. Yes. He spears him over the over the handrail of the stairs. He doesn't just kick him or push him. He just, he actually launches himself <laughs> like he's been shot out of a rocket. <laughs> Not uh, for the, and that's the first time you get someone with rocket propulsion going through something. There's a lot of them in this film. Yeah, and then so anyway, he falls backwards off this balcony, smashes head in, and uh, he's dead now. <laughs> then we get a very quick shot of Will by a phone box. Yes, because we need to know. That when the phone goes, then it then it's Will. So we needed to know that Will was by a phone. So we believed that he was on a phone. Mm. Didn't need it. Didn't need the shot. If he'd have got a phone call, it'd have been Will. I would have thought, ah, Will's got a phone. I wouldn't have thought, how the fuck is Will speaking to him? Yes. What black magic is this? But but then the line gets cut and yes. then the dad gets kicked and uh, and oh, then you know well his stump man gets kicked. Anyway, oh yes, because yes. he's not even wearing a wig of the same colour. <laughs> uh, but then uh, so the man on the screen appears, Franco, um, and then uh, so there's there's this whole little conversation because they all almost kind of like seem to know each other. Um, now I'm in my head picturing this. There's like this backstory about how Franco used to work for the CIA, perhaps. Yeah. And then because he makes reference, to, like um, the dad John says, you know, about his. Uh, or, or Franco says something about you know my son died, yeah, and uh, that was an accident or it wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah. Um, and he calls him Franco, so he knows who who he is. Obviously, yeah. when he's on the screen or whatever, he's after him. So, yeah, I'm kind of building up this picture, but it's never explained. This is all just in my head. You right, know. No, yeah, no, you're right. He knows him on the screen. They obviously know of each other. Yet the first thing he says to him is, who the hell are you? Yeah. Hmm? Uh, uh, but, and then, so... Or maybe you're talking to Barry Gibb, because uh, Franco's got Barry Gibb with him. He, he like, gets buff kicked. Barry Gibb. Yeah, yeah. He, gets, he gets beaten up a bit by him. But then, so it's like, they seem to know each other. Um, and then that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking is that um, somehow... Franco's son got killed in by you know in a, an operation or whatever that was the CIA. He blames the CIA, so yeah. now he's become a terrorist. It's a bit like uh, in the Line of Fire with John Malkovich, yeah, um, that kind of thing. Although Franco would have been a terrible CIA CIA agent because it's not like he doesn't stand out. He's, he's got shockingly like white hair, hasn't he? Yeah, kind and of... it's a, a white mullet. It's uh, it's outstanding. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Did you mention that Job gr- John grabs his table sword? <laughs> his table machete. <laughs> <laughs> so they start beating him up and whatever. And yeah, like you said, he's got a machete just hidden right, uh, under the table, which uh, <laughs> he pulls out. And then there's it's just... either for, it's either for people who are attacking you, or if you've got a particularly difficult butternut squash that you need to uh, <laughs> chop in half. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah. So then there's uh, there's a bit of fighting and kicking and you know all that kind of stuff and he the big... uses his electric painting as well whatever that was flashbang portrait yeah, there's flashbangs there's there's all sorts going on um and then <laughs> oh, his cocktail table gun don't forget that one as well <laughs> oh yes he's got a gun hidden uh which so then he's got a uh, this gun which he you know it gets kicked and he's getting the shit beaten up you know he's getting the shit beaten out of him a little bit you know in this 
And uh, so then, and I was, I, I seem to remember when I was a kid watching it thinking, you know, oh, they're really beating the shit out of this old man. Do you know what I mean? And feeling bad yeah. for him. Um, but anyway, then they go, he's by a balcony and, uh, you know, Franco's standing there over him and, and uh, John sort of like goes to pick up his gun and uh, he says, go on, do it. And then the next thing you see is that Franco's got these kind of like dart knife, like knife, sleeve dart things, sleeve knife dart. Yeah, they're, they're kind. Yeah, like the end of they're like a dart but just bigger. Yeah, and he throws it and it hits um, John in the chest. And then next thing you know, he gets kicked through a fucking glass door. Well, you say he gets kicked through. Someone gets fired out of a cannon through <laughs> that fucking window because <laughs> that kick must have had some force. Because he comes flying out that fucking window again, smashes out of the smashes over the banister and goes flops into the pool below. Yeah, it's quite a good stunt. It's a good stunt. Don't get it's a good stunt. Don't get me wrong because it looked painful. But it's over the top. It was the force that he come flying through that window. There's there's exaggerated force number two. It's it is a bit like um. It sort of reminded me of like a Jackie Chan stunt. Do you know what I mean? You'd see the outtakes at the end of Jackie Chan smashing himself up, and you know all his stunt people doing it. So yeah. Um, Anyway, then Will gets home, uh, and he finds his uh, his dad's dead, and he's crying. It's hilarious. Dad. So he decided to come back now, huh? Good. Now he can... Dad! What happened? What happened? Where the hell were you? I was coming right back. He's dead! Your boy should have been here! Shut up! Just shut up! That don't work. Kind of thing happens. It happens. It happens. That's my dad. I loved him. Stop it. He's dead. It's over. Why, God? We were supposed to go on in this weekend. Oh, Dad, I never got to tell you. I'm sorry. Will. I'm sorry, Dad. I wouldn't have wanted you to take it like this. Look, just leave me alone, man. Will, you don't have to suffer this alone. Look, the only he thing, was my father, too. The only thing that was keeping us together is dead! So just yourself. leave me alone! Leave me alone. Suit yourself, goddammit. I'll take care of the bastards who did this. <laughs> and then Casey shows up. Now, and this scene is is probably it's up there as one of the worst acted oh, scenes. It's amazing, isn't it? Because there's crying, there's arguing, <laughs> and this posturing, posing. Yes. Sort of do something that makes it look like you're forlorn. 
What about if I lean with my head in one in my elbow and my other one looking, my other arm sad on my side? Just lean apart from each other. You cry. You say dad a lot. Um, Casey says, ah, oh, this kind of thing happens in our line of work. And then Will says, but not to my dad. Yeah. He goes, why God? Um, <laughs> and well, that's the thing, see, like Casey's kind of taking this all in his stride. Like, oh, he's, you know, he says something like, you know, Dad wouldn't want you to take it like this. How the fuck would he want him to take it? Yeah. Should we throw another party? Yeah. Case, Casey covers his body with a small towel. <laughs> a bath, like a, a bath towel type thing. Yeah. Um, and also, they're tripping over each other's lines a little bit <laughs> on this. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty bad. Uh, and then the... Um, but it's funny. It is. Yes. It's hilarious it's to watch. It's fantastic. It's really, really funny. Uh, and then... So, anyway, you get the funeral. The, well, you can't just say, you get the funeral. You go on. What the fuck is going on with this scene? So, so the funeral, it's almost like it's a state funeral or yeah. something. Because There's hundreds of people marching outside that, that famous statue that I don't know the name of because it's terrible. Iwo Jima, is it? Where they're sort of like, you know, the American soldiers pushing up a, a, a flag. Yeah. It's quite a famous. There's hundreds of people in front of that. They're all marching. They're all playing trumpets and French horns. What and is that music as well? They obviously couldn't, didn't have the rights to use real music, so it's synthetic trumpet music, like something out of Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation One. It's awful. It is bad. But there's all this grand, grand, massive funeral, and I'm pretty sure, obviously, it's stock footage because when it actually cuts to them at the funeral, it's about ten people underneath a small blue gazebo. Yeah. There's not many people there. It's got to be. It is all stock footage. It's got to be. Yeah. It's quite um, funny, though. And, uh, yeah. Now, at this point, did you get any kind of sense of a bad guy or anything? Oh, I missed something here. No, no. I was just curious to see where... Because there's a bit of a plot twist in this film, isn't there? So, but I was just curious... Yes! Come on. There's... I don't want to say it until it oh, happens. Oh, you've already mentioned it, haven't you? Yeah, but I was asking, at what point did you kind of think or oh. or, or get an inkling that there may be? Well, when, Actually, when, rather when, than Flat Franco, there's another bad guy in this yeah, film well, as well. When, when the plot twist first appeared, it was like, why are they there? So I was thinking maybe that's going to be, that's going to be something that happens later on. Right. Uh, so, so at the party then. Definitely, definitely now as well. <laughs> um, hold on. Because he's a bit of a twat, isn't he? I mean, like, oh, he's an you asshole. know, he, he, so at the, the funeral of the guy, uh, of of their dad, you know, because um, 
Will wants action. Um, and he kind of shoulder barges past him. Uh, oh, this, yeah. He's, this... he's willing to fucking kill him by the sound of it. But then the the this guy, the replacement, says to Casey, aren't you going to apologise for him? Like, so, and he doesn't, he's not going to apologise. It's, like, no. it's like, you think, well, hang on, he's he's upset. It's his dad's funeral. You know, you'd let it go. But uh, I went to him to apologise. Yeah, oh, fuck, fuck off. Um, so then, um, anyway, they Casey goes off to talk to Will and they leave each other again because they're not happy. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we go to the CIA. Yes. And uh, Casey's <laughs> yeah. there. We get a lovely walk through the office to... <laughs> Office style music. Yes, um, and then the uh, the replacement, uh, his dad's replacement. I can't think of his fucking name. Anyway, the bad Jack, guy, Jack Atteron. Atteron, that's it. He's there playing with a, a model plane, which is on his desk. Yeah, he's, he's also got a wonky sign outside his door. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it's wonky. It's not straight. I thought surely the CIA would afford you know a spirit level. Um, and then. The other guy, did you say his name's Paul? The Paul, other, yeah. Paul, Mr. Paul, just Paul. He's there, the, the sort of like the good guy in yeah. charge, so to speak. The, the good baby killer. Um, <laughs> he's there, and well, Casey wants to get involved, but obviously because he's family, they won't let him get involved. Yeah. And they kind of say, you've got to go on holiday. Yeah, it's too personal, Casey. And Casey just says, it is personal, God damn it. Yeah, he was my father, damn it. Yeah, that's um, <laughs> And so, but yeah, they tell him to take a holiday in uh, Hawaii. Go to Hawaii instead. We'll pay for it and everything. Just get the ticket, and you know, yeah, we'll uh, we'll um, we'll pick we'll up the for pick, pick yeah. up the bill. Yeah, uh, and so it, you know, he goes looking. So anyway, obviously, yeah, he kind of agrees to it, but he, he's clearly not going to. Uh, and so then he goes looking at these different files, and one that yeah. says top secret. Yeah, you know, it's bad when it says top secret on it. But he, and there's tons and tons of files in this room, and he just happens to come across the one that's got his, like, from his dad. He has done quite well there. Uh, and actually, know. why would a top secret file, the photograph of his dad inside the file is, is of his dad, like, on a hunting trip, like, smiling? Yeah. So it's like a family photo. Why would that be the photo in the top secret file? The, ne- the next scene, because after he gets the file, we go to his... We get lots of shots of um, like reel-to-reel data banks and computers and stuff, and he meets that fella called Franklin with a mustache because he's got because he's got the he's got the top secret file, but it's missing information, and he uh, and it shows the computer area because computers are obviously quite new. It's like all like beepy boopy futuristic stuff because there's you know old old fucking reel-to-reel discs and all that quite sort of shit, and it. Uh, is the computer fella called Franklin, uh, <laughs> and he asks him to uh, he asks him to find the data uh, from he wants the data he wants the data that's missing out of the file, and um, Franklin agrees to get the restricted data from the computer, but his access is denied, and he says, "Ah, damn son of a bitch, You're gonna play hard." Right? So obviously this this fat moustached geeky computer person's obviously very sexually attracted to his computer he's referring to the computer as her isn't he and yes and he uh, makes some he types some stuff and there's more computery sounds and he gets the data in case he asks goes, Ooh. <laughs> he says could he get it printed out and he says you press that button there in case he sits down that's just the one where he reads reads out loud everything that's on the screen 
right. about Franco. So we we as the audience know what's happening because he's just an ex- massive amount of exposition of him going, hmm, what's Franco doing here? Who's Franco? Let's see what Franco has to do with my dad. He was working on the case for four years before he retired. He got a lot of the guys working for Franco, but never got the man himself. But what country is he working in now? Ours. Most current intelligence. Last known operational center, Gulf Coast, Florida. That's in the USA, all right. Why is Franco here? Unknown. What do you mean unknown? I guess I'll have to find out on my own. Yes. So, mm. but before that, so like yeah. you said, this guy who's who's accessing this computer for him and he's referring to his uh, calls it a bitch and he loves it when it when it ta- um, you know take he talks rough to it or something yeah. like that or, to, or loves it when it treats it treats him rough or something and and then. He gets the data and the line he says, and I had to rewind it a few times. He says, got you, you whore. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Um, I don't know if I've ever called my computer a whore. I've, comp- I've called it other things. Yeah. It, it's not been working, but yeah. A whore. I've never called it a whore in a sexy way. No. Um, but yeah, so anyway. So yeah, like you said, no, it's so weird because he's now sitting on his own because the guy mm. says, look, I can't be part of this, you know, and this is how you print it off or whatever. And yeah. if you want to print it off and he just speaks he's exposition. Reading out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Why has this happened? Where is it happening? When is it happening? How is it happening? And ah, he just. So Franco's in the Gulf Coast, is he? I wonder why he's here. What could Franco be doing? And he types in, why is Franco here? So he's, t- he's treating the computer. <laughs> Like a fucking text adventure. Oh, that's amazing. It is. Like, he types, why is Franco here? (laughs) (laughs) Unknown. That's not how (laughs) computers work. Like you said, maybe an early sort of like a mid-80s text adventure. Yeah. Where am I? (laughs) Look in the room. Um, Eat apple. Examine. That was my favourite word that I learned growing up. (laughs) Examine. Didn't know what it meant, but you know, it's like things happened when you <laughs> typed it in. Uh, playing the Hobbit on the Spectrum or something like that. Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, then Will, Will, he's on the roof of the CIA building yeah. randomly because he's what he get there without being spotted. He watches Casey like leave and like he's like, mm-hmm, okay, I know what you're up to. Yeah. Um, why would he need to go on the roof? Why can't he just wait in the I car park? Know. Yeah. Anyway, Casey sees um, a body on the floor. Yeah, Casey falls for the old man in drag act where people (laughs) hide in the rafters of a car park. That old old chestnut. Well, from a distance, it does look like a woman, like a a blonde woman. And she's lying there by a car. And so obviously Casey's thinking, oh, I could have sex with this. Um, <laughs> you know, he's just, he sees, he's seeing the opportunity, isn't he? He's so. probably seeing that thinking, oh, I don't even have to make this one unconscious. It's already <laughs> done for me. <laughs> uh, and then, like you said, he gets attacked by uh, a ton of people. Like, he's just jumping out. And one of them's, I think one of them's got like a baseball bat with, with 
um, nails sticking out of it or something yeah. like that. It's like they're hardly, uh, you know, sort of sophisticated it, terrorists, aren't they? No, they're just they're just thugs. Um, but yeah, then like you said, the guy. I, th- I was thinking, oh, what the hell's going on here? And then all of a sudden, because even when he got his, his wig ripped off, I'm thinking, what the fuck's going on? Oh shit, that's the guy. That's the woman. That's the yeah. What's going on here? I'm not convinced that when you see the shot of him on the floor, it is actually a woman. Right. Because because it did surprise. I thought even when he when the body per well the body when he when he that boots uh, Casey. I'm sure the woman, the, the woman, the voice that came out of it sounded like a woman. Mm. It was only when they stood up, then they replaced it with a man. Mm. So, yeah. But Casey ends up in the car and everyone just starts hitting the car with whatever instrument they've got, you know, baseball bats, axes and, and whatnot. And the, the most obvious route of escape is to launch yourself through the back windscreen <laughs> like a fucking missile. Again, launch number three. Where did he get the purchase from to spring out the back of that like a fucking bullet yeah and and like he does sl- smash through it doesn't he the, <laughs> yeah. it's not like you just bounce off it he smashes through um there's a fight scene and stuff like that you know they're both having a bit of a scrap because casey um gets pushed out of the way of a car by his brother yeah, yeah will will pops up you know? which i'm not convinced that, that car was gonna was trying to run him over because nobody no. gets out of it to stop no him. more people turn up but not from that car so where do they come from so yeah and then um Will's fighting, Casey gets a gun and just shoots them, you know, because that's the difference between them, so, so, sort of thing. Um, Casey doesn't say thank you. No. He just lambasts his younger brother saying, huh, told you this was the big league. Um, don't, don't you worry, you go back to me flat, I'll sort this out. Yeah, but he seems quite, in, he seems in shock, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and then Will goes to his apartment and he sees the file. How did the file get there? Casey think, hadn't left the building at that point. I know Casey gives it to Will. Oh, right. Yeah, gives it gives him the file and his car keys. Ah, there you go. And you get a bit of soap music as as Casey sorts shit out. I, I it manages to cover up the fact that he's killed six people or or whatever. Mm. And um, Will gets to look around his brother's life. Mm. Yeah, everything's pristine and new. Apart from Casey's sheets, that would have been crusty full of <laughs> muff juice. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and so then the, uh, whatever his name is, fucking sunglasses bad guy, speaks to Casey and tells him to, you know, you you attract um, things, don't you? Bad things and whatever, and you need to go on holiday. And so he says, okay, I'm going. Um, and he goes back to the apartment, and uh, but... Uh, Will isn't there, yeah. and he's locked him out as well, which is a bit annoying. And, but then, but, how did Will get out? Yeah, oh, assuming, assuming there's a latch on the door, actually. Yeah, so Will's left, but left the keys and the note inside the flat. And Casey's really annoyed that he can't get into his own flat. Only it turns out he can because then he's inside his flat. Mm. How did he get in? I don't know. And because the, well, there's a note uh, which uh, you know he says he's gone back to. To train. But the keys were next to the note. And he's like, Will, Will, Will. Oh, God damn it. I can't get in. And then he's inside. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, he said, he, the, the note says that he's gone back home to teach class. Uh, and then, you know, again, Casey's talking to himself. 
uh, giving us more plots. <laughs> yeah. uh, and he's like, what a load of bullshit, you know. And and so, you know, he's going to go off and and he's packing up his bag to go yeah. and save Going him. Going off to Florida. Yes. Uh, which, again, is hilarious because Will goes to Florida um, and he gets some steel drum music. Well, it's, it, I'll tell you what it's like. It's like... It sounds like music that should be in Super Mario Sunshine yeah. or some Nintendo Beach-based music. Um, my question is, did to be able to film where they were filming, did they have to make basically a tourism video for Florida? Yes. Well, because you get lots of women now in bikinis. Yeah, skating girls. and uh, Weightlifting he... girls. <laughs> and they're asses. Yeah, just asses. <laughs> and they're looking at the camera. And then they're looking at... Uh, and then Will's sitting in his car looking at them. And he gets a beach ball thrown into his car. And it's like, all oh, these fit women come over and, you know, get it out of his car. Yeah. And he's gawping over these women. Um, and he, uh, he looks at the camera and says, I love Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Amazing. Uh, and then you get Franco in his hideout yes. throwing darts at a bullseye uh, on a dartboard. These kind of, you know, these darts that he likes throwing around. And what a weird kind of dartboard. Is it blue and yellow? Yeah, yeah. And it's a really cheap dartboard as well. It's like a yeah. toy dartboard. Yes. Uh, and then this guy comes in who's a weird looking fucker as well. Uh, and he says, oh, it's a mission failure um, uh, for the, the people who tried to kill Casey, uh, and then Franco says something like, "Let's have a moment of silence for our fallen com- yeah. comrades." Oh, I called. I called the fellow who walked in. He he was in my notes. He's called Scullet. All right. Okay. Yes. Well, obviously, it's a balding mullet. But Franco says a weird line before then because Franco's kind of saying what the plot is, what he's gonna, what he's going to. Well, he's not saying what he's going to do because it makes no fucking sense. The line is pretty much. Make sure this part of the airport has to begin in has to begin at all. Yeah, what does that mean? I don't know. This, well, they're, they're sort of saying that we've got bigger fish to fry at this point. They've, yeah. They're not going to mess about. with will sort out Casey at later time, but they need. Make to... sure this part of the airport has to begin at all. <laughs> I, I thought we were into spud territory there. Yeah. I don't know what that was even supposed to mean. Uh, and then Casey's at the airport and he, he he asks this guy who meets him saying, what's going on? And apparently there's a state visit from somebody from Mozambique. <laughs> yeah. At that point I was like, what? Random. <laughs> Casey's dressed like the man from Del Monte, obviously. <laughs> um, and then this guy he was talking to, who is, I assume, like kind of a, a local agent or something who he seems yeah. to know. He's talking so weird. Like, he's just saying, oh, well, that's a negativo or something like that. Um, yeah. And then he says, it's only us chickens. Or, <laughs> like, because Casey asks him, what, does anybody know I'm here? He's like, negativo, it's only us chickens. What? It's that CIA code, you see. So um, no, one, no one can figure out that you, you, you're in the CIA. Um, but yeah, so then um, Casey goes to Will's apartment and another boom mic. Um, and Will's left him a note. So it's like he's preempting, he kind of, you know, he's predicting what Casey's going to do. Yeah. Uh, saying it's like too late, sucker. Um, and so he's like one step behind Will all the time. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. Where is Will? And the answer is Rick Martin's Okinawan dojo, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's nobody about in this dojo. Or is there? 
And then uh, there's a big fight because they need a fight scene in it and him doing lots of kicks and other bits and pieces. Uh, And it turns out that, that, you know, it's his friends. Right. But they're attacking him with swords. Mm. Yeah. And at one point, someone goes to slice his head in half and he catches the blade. Mm. What if he didn't? (laughs) Yes. We're all best pals. What if I accidentally chopped you you in half? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's another boom mic. Um, <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I can't tons, believe I missed them. Tons of them. Uh, but he, he says he needs help. And then Casey again's after Will. They seem very happy to help Will kill someone. Yes. Who are we going to kill? I'll let you know. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. I thought Will's supposed to be like a bit of a pacifist. You know, yeah. he, he learned self-defense and stuff. But, you know, oh, oh yeah, we're up for fucking murdering somebody. Um Anyway, so then, then Casey's uh, he's having a, a, a cocktail. He's <laughs> on the phone. On the phone, and he speaks to the other balding man, and he says, oh, "He's not at any of the hotels, or well, not the major ones, anyway." So they're a bit bit perplexed. I just put, still, at least they get to enjoy some terrific cocktails in beautiful Florida. <laughs> <laughs> so. It is. They're just drinking cocktails. Anyway, and then so um, then we, you see Will and like. He's. He, I think the, th- the scene is he's because he, he goes over like a uh, uh, some railway tracks. He's literally yeah. on the wrong side of the tracks because exactly. It, yep. Yep. It it's turns it trains hose. Yes. It turns shit all graffiti yeah. everywhere. Um. What does he do? Does he, he ask for somebody or gets to buy some drugs off somebody or something? I don't know. I thought I thought he was just buying some info off two shady looking. Well, they didn't really look like pimps, but there were some hose there and just two. <laughs> Two mulleted men in vests mm. doing something. Yes, they're just sort of neat. They're just sort of leaning on their knees, mm. talking smack or something. I don't know. Um, and so, anyway, just a scene prior to that. So Casey says that the, you know he needs another angle. Oh, yeah. He needs something else to get to try and find out um, where Will is and what's going on. So he goes off to find it, and it turns out that there, there's this party, a beach party, a, a beach party, a pool party, whatever. Yeah, that fucking music again. The music, the <laughs> Florida music, is abysmal. And uh, so this woman turns up. An alpha female. Everybody looks at her. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody stops what they're doing just to look at this woman. And the camera pans up and down her body. Yeah. Um, slow motion slow swimming. Slow motion, sort of like diving into the pool. Uh, and this would have been obviously pre-Baywatch and whatever. 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, so there's a there's this little scene there where you find out that there was a bit of history between um, Maria yeah. and Casey. I put down, ah, she's a previously ditched shag. Yes. Um, but like I said, everybody is like just obsessed with her aren't they? when yeah. they're looking at her. Um, yeah. So then we go to this bar with Will. Is, so this is the next scene, isn't it? Yeah. The dirty biker bar with the <laughs> terrible kind of synthetic biker music. <laughs> You know it's a bad place because someone slides a jug of beer down the bar and it's picked up by this bald, piggy-looking man who glugs out of it and goes, at the camera. Yes. That's how rough it... And then there's arm wrestling, pool, smoking, pinball. Yeah, so you know it's a a dodgy place. But he walks into the bar like it's a scene from a Western or something. Yeah. Because he kind of gets his comb out of his pocket and does this thing with he combs his hair and then blows on it. Don't know what's he was he blowing the dandruff away or something. <laughs> Possibly that, or he had a particularly um, particularly difficult to remove knit. Uh, <laughs> and uh, did your uh, did you a, a relative? You know, they had the knit nurse in schools, mm. but uh, did my nan used to? Um, <laughs> I'd lie down with my head in her lap and steady. And this is after you'd smoked your granddad's pipe. <laughs> and she would crack the nits in my hair with her nails. Has that ever happened you to you? fucking what? Has <laughs> <laughs> that never, never, never done that? No. These little, you know, the the, the eggs and stuff the, and the nits. How often did you have nits, you <laughs> hideous person? <laughs> Well, I don't know if there was things like because there used to be such a thing as a knit nurse yeah. at school, right? Um, but now they don't have that anymore. They just, you know, if if there's an, a bit of an outbreak of knits in the in the school, they tell the parents, and then the parents go to the chemist and they get something which they put in the kids' hair and they because we've done it with ours and you comb it through and apparently it's supposed to comb all the knits out, you know, kills yeah, we, them. We used to have knit shampoo and it smelt like shit. Yes. But um, I didn't that often, but what, every time you saw your gran, you just but, had to have your knits cracked. Picking <laughs> at each other like two fucking monkeys. Yeah, my nan would sit, I'd lie down and like, then she'd like get her nails and you'd hear the crack sound. Oh, God, did you groom her afterwards as well? <laughs> oh God, things you remember. Anyway. Um, then you'd swing across the living room, grab a piece of guava <laughs> yeah. and go and sit on a shelf. Throw shit at each other. <laughs> 
<laughs> ah, dear. Anyway, so then, um, the uh, so yeah, he's he's kind of sitting at the bar now, and then this old this guy who's like just a fucking horrible person because he's drinking a, a big glass of beer but yeah, it's, it's going the, down it's his pig, chin it's the pig man isn't it who, who went yeah the camera he's yeah. going it's down his face and everything and he goes up to to will and uh he, he tries to give will a bit of shit but then will gets this butterfly knife out and starts flipping it around and points it at his bollocks it makes many a sound doesn't it it's proper yeah um and then uh so he tells him to piss off and he does uh and then um this he threatens to cut his bollocks off yes yeah uh, and then um, the his mates rock up, and they uh, they said that they're they they looking out. They call out Angel. Mm. Um, now <laughs> this Whee! this whole fucking scene, I rewound this scene quite a few times and played it because it was so hilarious. Um, now I don't know if you ever watched a, a film or anything these like these days that's uh, you know from a certain vintage, and they sometimes have uh, a voiceover at the start of the film that says this film has language that is um, can be offensive nowadays and is seen as outdated. I don't know if you ever watched anything these days. Isn't it? Yes, the, the warning may be applied to this film. Yes, mm. uh, because uh, yes, yeah, so they call out Angel. Uh, Will's friends do. And they go, Where's this guy, Angel? Bring him to me. Probably a goddamn queer. They spit on the floor in unison. Uh, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, they're looking to perpetrate a bit of a hate crime here. Yeah. Um, And so then, uh, yeah, then they start smashing up the place randomly, beating everybody up. There's a big fight going on. Some um, people are getting kicked and going, you know, flying far too far backwards again. There's people being launched everywhere. Yes. Uh, and uh, so then Angel, uh, who's this this guy that works, well, we don't know exactly yet, but he's mm. connected to Franco in some way. Yeah, uh, he's kind of like the weaselly sort of little semi-brained sergeant kind of thing. He's not muscle, He's is not he? muscle. No, no, he's definitely not muscle. Uh, anyway, so they, they these uh, Will's friends, they pick him up and because Angel says, you know, what do you want? And what they say to him is just, I mean, I laughed out loud. It's, it's <laughs> offensive, but it's like, it's not something that you tend to hear very often these days. No. Because uh, basically they're uh, on the back of the, the whole queer comment. But then they go, What do you want? To hurt you, you faggot! Yeah. <laughs> randomly. I mean, they may have been referring to the, the to the meatball product. Uh, well, they, they could have been. They're very mm. popular by us, where I live. I've got some in the freezer downstairs. I've never had them before. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Are they brains? or are they? Of course. Of course I, they I are. I don't think there's any other type of faggot, to be quite honest with you. No. It's got to be brains. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's just so, I genuinely did not remember this at all. Um, but it's so over the top. Um, and, um, anyway, then Will steps in, there's a bit of a fake fight. Um, and they're like, you just, you say a fake fight. (laughs) You see, there there is a wink and a nod. Yeah. Oh, so like, yeah, he he goes to smash in the big guy's head against the, uh, uh, something, but he protects it. And then the big guy gives him a bit of a wink. But then then yeah, his other pal, he picks up a bottle and smashes it in his face, which Hmm. would do damage. And then he also kicks someone through a window. It's not a fake bottle, is it? No, it's a, it's a, it's a, 
yeah, it's a recently drunk bottle of beer. That's thick glass, and he wallops someone in the face with it. Mm. And they go behind a bar and they throw some stuff around as if they're having a fight. Then he get like some tomato juice and put it on his top and his face. It's like some ketchup or something. And he's yeah. like, "Yeah, oh, we need to pretend." We're, you know, he even whispers to him, he's "Like, yes." And they yeah, start throwing I think you're stuff. Right. It is probably ketchup. I don't think that bar served tomato juice. Yes. Um, so anyway, then, you know, they're all sort of, they all leave because they've been beaten up, um, you know, pretend beaten up. And then he combs his hair. An angel speaks to him about joining their gang. Um, yes. And so that was the plan. I was it gives him a fake name. Is it Jesse Roby or Jesse Ropey? Roby, I think it is, yeah. Fucking, he didn't think of a good, uh, he didn't think of a good name for himself, did he? Jesse Roby. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, now we're back with Casey, who's talking to Maria, who is somehow connected to the CIA. Um, Don't know. I'd just put Casey's old squeeze. Maria is also a terrible actress. Yeah. Uh, Casey left her. um, And then he says that he's, uh, you know, his dad's dead. Yeah. Use that old card because he's, you know. He hasn't added. He hasn't had any for about twelve hours, so he's feeling a bit horny. Because <laughs> first she didn't want anything to do with him, but then she gets. She starts to stroke his ear, um, and uh, Casey needs to uh, help. Needs her help to to get back into whatever it was that she was before. So what was she like? With with Franco, were they all part of? Like I said, the, were they undercover? Was she undercover? Or? Yeah, I don't know. Or was she, Or did he just take her out of that life? Yes. But, oh God, she's a fucking line delivery. She, she's she's a terrible actress. I'm sorry, Casey. I didn't know who did it. <laughs> that's when I wrote, "Fuck me if you can't act, at least get naked." Well, that's it. She, so she can't resist him at this point. So initially, she goes from from five minutes of not wanting anything to do with him because she kicks him into the pool um, when she first sees him uh, to she can't resist him, and then yeah. they shag. Yeah, I just put, yeah, oh, she agrees and offers her clunge. <laughs> and they were at a stormy warehouse when there's lots of... <laughs> <laughs> well, we're at a warehouse. I'm not convinced that the uh, thunder and lightning was real. No, uh, there's there's lots of guns and people. And um, and then we get to Casey back in bed with Maria. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> I can't read what I wrote there. I've put Casey's fucked. He's definitely got AIDS. <laughs> yes. It's the 80s and he's sleeping around an awful lot. Mm. Very irresponsible. Yes. Um, I don't understand quite the, the, the whole point of that scene particularly. but um... It was just in case you didn't know. It, just in case you weren't sure that, that they slept together. Yes. Oh, that was, it says something like Franco will kill him, kill Will if he finds out who he is. That was it. Yeah, just to say, yeah. just to say that little line of dialogue. Um, anyway, and Franco meets with uh, Will, and um, he says well, that me. He's sort of halfway down the stairs, isn't he? And he's like, uh, "Is this the one you were talking about?" And he 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 said, "This is Jesse Roby," and he tells Jesse that Jesse Roby, that's not your real name. And Will says, "Franco, I doubt that's your real name either." Mm. And Franco's like, "Ha ha 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 ha! I like him." <laughs> And as they go back up the stairs, Barry Gibb just goes, he works for the government. Yeah. Like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. Um, and then they have a bit of a fight, uh, a bit of a scrap. They sort of match each other, don't they? You know. The... Yeah, because 
Yeah, Franco says, welcome the government agent into our ranks. Yes. Will beats up Scarlet first, then he matches Barry Gibb. Um, Franco steps in because he, he throws one of his darts through their trouser leg. Something like something that. Something like that. Yeah. A bit weird. Stops them fighting, I think. Yeah. And, the, and Frank, the... Franco goes, I like him. He's perfect. And then Angel comes in going, but what about a blood trial? Mm-hmm. The fuck is a blood? Tr- what's that? Yeah, well, and you're the one who introduced him. So why are you suddenly saying no, no, no? We need to do a blood trial first. Huh? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, next day Maria's uh, goes to the bar. She's undercover oh, now. You have missed a shot. Oh, have I? What? Yes. What? The five seconds of slow motion seagulls. Oh my god! Right. What yes. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and that. Yeah. So Maria's in the bar where they had the big fight and she's undercover and she's talking to Angel who's sipping a glass of milk yeah he's got milk has she got orange juice or something Some, something random um and then all the production could afford yeah maria gives her, uh, some information um and you know to get back into the gang um but it, that's going to be up to franco that you know it's kind of whatever yeah she wants uh, to see franco she can't act. Y- yes. They uh, toast the revolution. Yeah. I was thinking, what fucking revolution? What are they talking about? <laughs> uh, and then, so anyway, she leaves and she meets up with Casey and they're being followed. You know, she it's like she runs across the road. She, she hasn't gone very far at all. Meets no. Casey. <laughs> it just happens that two of, of the, the, the gang have watched her do it. Yeah. Um, oh well, so while Angel and Maria were speaking, Will was in the gang. He's got a full method because he's chewing a toothpick and everything. Oh yeah, and he he comes on to um, Maria a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah, and he's being a bit sleazy with her and, and whatever. Um, and then yeah, so back at the warehouse, and Angel's talking to Franco, um, and they're saying that they're going to send Will to kill Casey. Yeah. That's his blood trial. Uh, right. Okay. Um, so, that, you know, once he's killed somebody, that's it. You know, he pr- he's proved that he's part of the gang then at that point. Yeah. Um, and that they, you know, they know that Maria's lying to them because they know that she's sort of, you know, figuratory, figuratively and literally in bed with Ke- uh, Casey. Yeah. So but they know that Maria's not giving it, you know, she's bullshitting or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, so Angel sends off Will to go and kill Casey. Uh, and then this weird scene where Casey and Maria are arguing. Cause is this he, where she brings him drinks? Well? Yeah. Like a waitress. It's like a bad acting argument as well. Oh, because, because like Jesus. He, he, <laughs> yeah. He's smiling while she's pissed off because she wants to go through more with the plan and get more involved with it. And he basically tells her to piss off and say, look, you know... you." I don't want you to do anything else. That's it. That's all I wanted you to do. And she's annoyed and angry about it. And he's yeah. just smiling while she's, he's, it's like, he's probably thinking, well, I've shagged, you know, again, and I've, yeah. had, I've had enough. So. so see you later. I've got another one lined up at, what are we on now? Two o'clock in the afternoon. I've got another one lined up at five o'clock. So, uh, yeah. So she, go. she leaves and then, um, Will pulls up and the two men are watching him outside. Uh, and then they they go inside the house and they have this really weird sort of play fight. Yeah. <laughs> They're like talking to each other because they don't realise who they are, who he's sent to kill. 
I guess. So it's a surprise to both of them. And yeah. then they just like doing this weird gurning and rubbing his face up against the glass. And yeah, because the the other yeah the other two goons are trying to hide behind a pole and a tree to look inconspicuous, and they're failing miserably. Yeah, and because uh, one of them's make... a big guy as well, isn't he? He's... Yeah, they're just making sure, aren't they, that Will kills Casey, and it's very unconvincing. Because mm. um, they even start doing stuff really slowly, like when he's pretending to make Casey headbutt the sideboard or whatever it is. In no way would that convince you outside. It looks terrible. Mm. Um, yeah, so then the, he pretends to kill him, like pretends to choke him, and like, ties him up in like a, a sheet or something, doesn't it? I think it? it's a curtain, isn't it? Yeah, oh, that's it, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, so he he, he he thinks they've he's choked him, so he goes out the house. Or he gives his brother a bit of a slap now, because he's like, yeah. you know, saying, you know, I'll get, I'll get you back for this. The other two... Right, if this is a blood trial, you'd go and check. You'd go and make... If you were them, you would go inside and make sure that he's dead. Yeah, yeah. Lax. Lax security. Um, But then Casey's left on his own tied up, and he's talking to himself again. Yep. Um, About being tied up. And <laughs> in case you didn't know. <laughs> How is he going to get out? And I'm hoping that my notes are in the right order at this point. Um, Yeah, so then... Uh, we're, we're, what's the next scene? Just bring me. Um, it's I've got Franco just about to spill the beans. Oh yes, they, yeah. To to Will about what this master plan is and what the revolution is and what the cause is and who the fuck are they? But then they get a uh, a guest, mm. and you'll never guess who it is. Mm. It's only fucking Atterton. At yes, who is the the big boss? The sort of the why? I don't uh, quite get. No, no, not sure. Not sure. Because even it. Well, we'll talk about his kind of like plan at the end of it. But he can't have had that in mind. Had the the anyway. But yeah. So it turns out that he is the the big boss. He's the big yeah. bad guy, uh, and he's behind it all. And but because he knows Will, uh, Will's numbers up at this point, um, and then. Casey gets captured as well. Yeah. In no time at all. And so Will's been beaten up. Uh and then Franco uh is says something like, you know, your father died squealing uh for mercy or like a pig. Um and then so they're smacking up Casey with an AK forty seven. Yeah, Barry Gibb, he's he's the muscle, isn't he? He's he's the muscle of the muscle. Yeah. Just beats fuck out of him. Um uh, and then they so their plot is is that the Mozambique ambassador is going is to be kidnapped by, by Will. By Will. That's their big plan at this point. Um, and then they start. They bring out like a torture device, um, and they say that Casey is going to be electrocuted if Will doesn't go through with their plan. Yeah, and because they, because. It's not just an electrocution machine. It can be activated by remote control. Yeah. Hell of a fucking range on it. And they, te they test yeah. it out on, on oh, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, I mean, it's a bit like the scene, I suppose, if people in a more popular film, like Rambo, uh, First Blood Part 2. Yeah. Where they capture Rambo and then the Russians are torturing him. They put him up against a bed and they, they turn him up this machine and he's like... But it's like, that looks a bit more believable, I suppose, because he's, yeah, he's contorting this... and his muscles are, you know... Whereas um, 
Casey <laughs> is like shaking like an idiot, and there's yeah. blue cartoon electricity going up his arms and while he just shakes his head from side to side almost just going yeah yeah it's the promise that franco makes isn't it if that will because will's perfect for this for some reason still i mean you could have he could have sent barry gibb to do it because barry gibb's not much worse than will when it comes to fighting Hmm. but he says if you do this i'll let you and your brother go which i'll be honest sounds a bit fishy Will decides to go along with it anyway because he can't stand to see his brother act like he's getting electrocuted anymore. Mm. And um, <laughs> Franco says, doesn't he? he goes, ah, at this level, it only singes the flesh. Smells like roast pork. <laughs> yes. Um, so anyway, they're left alone to contemplate their fates and they sort of bond together a little bit. Uh, and then Casey wants Will to escape. Uh, you know, so he, he's trying to, like, you know, do the noble thing, I guess. Yeah. Will starts crying again. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so then they set off uh, with Will on on his mission. He's going to have somebody watching him, which, again, is a bit like Commando, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, you know, they sort of send him off to do this mission. Somebody's going to be watching him at all times. And um, then, the, the, you know, Franco's men are going to be there. So if it doesn't go... Th- to plan then will um casey's dead um and then so that that he goes off and then there's another little plot twist yeah. they've captured maria dun, dun, dun. um and then franco i mean you this is a thing that you've brought up in the past hey it's still the tail end of the 80s kind of 80s and 90s you know uh sort of like either actual or talked about attempted rape Um, because Franco suggests that he raped Maria the night before. Um, Like Lionel Richie all night long. And and then there's another boom mic, which I noticed. Oh, was there? Uh, (laughs) But so then Franco and his mate, oh, because he's sort of like, he's really horrible about it as well, because he says to um, Casey, you know, you can have her after, if you still want her, have used her all up or something like that. Yeah. Um, And she looks a bit sort of like, you know, tattered and bruised like she's had bits of her clothes ripped and well, i don't get it is right they, they tie her up by her by her hands and they kick her legs apart so she's doing the splits yeah that's quite but suggestive stay, as well she stays in that position for no apparent reason yeah because she could have just moved her legs back together and stood up yeah um and so then franco and some of his men leave in a, a, an air serve truck or something something like that yeah um Tiny little weight van and uh, so there's a few of his men left watching Maria and Casey. And then th- the these guards are talking about raping Maria. Yeah. Um, Maria, Maria asks Casey with her magnificent acting, are you okay, Casey? And yeah. C- Casey sort of puts on an act and then not only are they talking about doing her, he suggests that they possibly do her. Yeah. It says, go and have a go at the whore. <laughs> <laughs> and they all do. They do. There's about three of them. And so some of them are like ripping at the top of her clothes. One of them yeah. sort of like sucking at her leg. Yeah. Uh, the, other one, the other one's trying to attach himself to her face like some sort of fucking leech. Yeah. It's all very sloppy. Um, and then, like much like his father, I guess, he's got um, hidden... Um, 
like James Bond kind of gadget type things. Yeah. Because uh, he's got like a little knife hidden in yeah, his he's shoe. Got, he's got a shoe knife. Why did Why did he not use that at any other point? Yeah. Uh, so he and he does. He he cuts a few throats and then he cuts himself free. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he kicks a fucking metal bar at somebody. I mean, why did they tie him up with fabric? Why didn't they tie him up with chains? I don't know. Um, and then, so anyway, they manage to escape. Yeah. And then... Oh, uh, someone else gets launched. He throws like a small piece of pipe at that's one, it. Of, the, one yeah. of the goons. And the man shoots forward <laughs> like that 20 foot and has a full front flip and everything. Somersault, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, so Maria and Casey escape, but they, they're in the car. Now, so bear in mind that Casey's had the shit beaten out of him with a gun, with all sorts. He's been beaten up. He's bruised and battered. She's bruised and battered. Uh, Their clothes are a mess. They're in the car. Oh, quick wipe of my face. I'm fucking like back to normal. It's just like, you know, he looks like he's never had any trouble at all. Yeah, hair's all nice again. Yeah, spot on. Um, Yeah, so anyway, good as new. They're They're at the airport. And uh, the the terrorists arrive, um, and Will goes in, um, and um, Casey and Maria arrive. It's all kind of like converging towards this. Yeah. Then the Mozambique dude shows up. Yeah. And uh, everyone's there to see this massively important per. Well, about ten people are there to see this massively important person. Anyway. Yes. So then Will um... <laughs> pops out of the roof. <laughs> <laughs> like he drops from the ceiling. Yeah, how did he get there? Um, and he grabs the the because this guy because obviously you know he's African or he's Mo, he's from Mozambique. He's got the the traditional garb on, hasn't he? He's got a yeah. necklace on with like a tiger or a, a lion's <laughs> tooth. Um, and he, so he uses that to stick against his neck. Uh, uh, you know, so he's got to cut his throat. Um, and then yeah, so um. Maria gets, well, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, she gets caught by Angel, doesn't she? Yeah. Well, she's just parked outside, isn't she? Yeah. But why? Why? I mean, she should have at least just driven around a bit. But no, she's parked right outside the main entrance of the airport because that's not going to garner any attention at all mm. if she's not a taxi um, or what not. Yeah. And, and so um, then, so Will has now got a group of people with guns looking at him. Yeah. Now, one, one of them's got a sniper rifle because yeah. you see the crosshairs on Will. <laughs> yeah. This guy with the sniper rifle is about five metres away from him. <laughs> Why does he need to look through a crosshairs? I don't know. I don't know. From that distance. And would it work I mean, if, anyway? No. Well, if you look through if you look through his, um, his sights, it, yeah, Will's far too close to see a target. Hmm. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, then, um, I mean, you know, how bad of a shot is he that he needs to have that still? So, yeah. so then um, Casey jumps in, another boom mic. Um, they run <laughs> off with the ambassador. It's a little bit awkward how they get out. It's a bit weird. It is. So, like, and Casey pushes a few people out who've got guns. Yeah. And... Pe- at several points, people have clear shot at shooting one and or both of them. Mm. But they just sort of don't because... Well, he yeah, the the, the the ambassador's guards keep pushing the sort of security people their guns out the way as well. Yeah, true, true. So they don't want him to get hit. And then, but he's got no lines in this at all. I don't think the ambassador he doesn't say no. a word. Uh, but anyway, Franco then he's going to the airport where you find out now the actual real 
that was just a distraction. Yes. Because they want to um, take out the president because Air Force One's landing. Yeah. And uh, it is... Really a- weird timing, that, isn't it? We're making a big fuss over the Mozambique ambassador turning up. But then, like, 10 minutes later, we'll have the president landing at the same airport. Yes. And it is actually George W. Bush, which, you know, because mm. there's they show footage of him get, yes. getting off this, this plane and whatever. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so then um, they, they will and Casey escape on, and they get the ambassador on a plane, like this kind of light, light aircraft. I missed a bit here. I might need you to explain it. Right. They bung him on a plane. Yes. And then they set the plane going. And jump off, yeah. Yeah. Was there a pilot in the plane or did they just literally <laughs> no. just press go? Yeah. yeah. That was what I wrote down because they, <laughs> he's going to die. The plane's going to crash. They've just sent him off to his death. <laughs> That's why I thought they'd just sent him hurtling down a fucking runway at 150 miles an hour <laughs> until he meets a fiery end. Uh, yeah, so... Anyway. Never resolved. We never find out if no, he's saved or what. No, you know what happens no. to him. But anyway, so Will and Casey get on his bike and then they're riding off to where Franco is. Now, Franco and Barry Gibb aren't subtle about it. No. Because they've got, got a rocket launcher, which yeah. they're going to fire at George. And, uh, but and it's Barry Gibb who's doing the firing. What does Franco fucking do He doesn't do anything. He could have sent Barry Gibb off to do it and not get involved. Yeah. And he didn't trust... He didn't trust... Ba- oh, maybe that's why he sent Will... Because he thought, right, I need two people here. One to fight his way in and kidnap the Mozambique ambassador. And one person to actually fire a rocket launcher at the president. Mm. Maybe he didn't trust Will for that, but he thought, Barry Gibb, no, he's me rocket man. See, I always thought that Will was the distraction anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, you know, they were going to just, they didn't give a shit about the, the you know, obviously this guy from Mozambique. Yeah. It, he's, a per, he's a perfect. Um, he's a patsy. That's the one. Yeah. And so anyway, they got the crosshairs on him. And then. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 1990s arcade crosshairs. Yes. Um, and so then they turn up with the bike, Will and Casey, knock the, the, the you know, the rocket launcher out of the way. And then Maria turns up and shoots um, Will because she doesn't realise oh, that it's his brother. She does, she does fire Angel out of the back of the van first with a rocket launcher. Oh, yes, all, yes. He comes flying out again like like he's at that door at 70 miles an hour. Yes. Um, and then so Will and Casey are on um, the back of this truck because um, Franco and Barry Gibb are r- 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 trying to yeah. escape now. And, yeah. and it, well, yeah, like I said, Maria shoots Will and it has no effect. <laughs> he's like zero. He's, he's been stung by a wasp or something. Even that would hurt more. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. even that. Someone's thrown a small pee at his shoulder, apparently. <laughs> absolutely fine. He just looks at it and goes, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so then, anyway, they're um, they're they're hanging off the back of this this truck. Uh, it's shake me shook everywhere. They're trying to shake them off. Um, and then, so they... they um, they go to a, a hangar now. It's like the final fight now, isn't it? Yeah. Kind of thing. They close the doors. Yes. Game on. And and they, their tagline is, or they say something like, you know, oh, it's a different sort of hunting trip now. And yeah, they're brothers now. This is the blood brothers. They do the handshake. Yeah. You know, it's like like the kind of predator handshake, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's not as impressive as that, to be honest. No. That's the greatest handshake in film history. Yes. Um, and then, so there's a there's a bit of a scrap going on. It's quite, a, yeah. you know, there's a lot of, lots of fighting. Um, it's, it's one of those fights where every time someone moves an arm, it goes... 
Yeah. So, every bit of clothing's off as well. So it's very it's very frenetic in this, in its soundscape. And it turns out that Franco's quite a good fighter because like he's you know he takes. It takes two of them to yeah. to sort of like you know even land a punch on him or something but yeah yeah so uh but then casey's fighting franco and will's fighting barry gibb yeah um Casey's at, also fighting franco's stuntman yes which is wearing a leslie nielsen wig it's terrible it looks mm. absolutely nothing like yeah it's not even it's it, like the color is white but it's it's leslie nielsen's hair whereas franco's hair is a mullet Yes, um, and he's stabbing him up a bit because he's still got that blade in his shoe. Um, yeah. But then he gets that like taken off. Yeah. Um, and yeah, the so then Franco sees Will and Barry Gibb fighting on this bit of scaffolding. Yeah. Um, it's with, very Jackie Channy, isn't it? It is, the, which the, isn't the, the safest scaffold. place to have a fight, really. He's at the no. top of some scaffolding, but still. So then um, he gets knocked off and killed. Yeah, Will, Will beats up Barry Gibb. Barry Gibb's, you know player one or player three is out of the game. So now it's just Franco. And Franco launches himself up that scaffolding like a fucking <laughs> monkey on speed. Yeah. He stunt, well, he stunt double does. Cause like, yeah. Got the, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. The wig. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. He's he, like he's super Mario'd up. He's like... <laughs> <laughs> fucking up there like a... <laughs> like a rat up a drain pipe. Yeah. That's the one, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so he, and he goes... Uh, he, he, he gets Will and he's, he goes, he wants to, because like, I, mean, I don't know if there's something going on between Franco and, and Gibb because he's very upset that he's died. Yeah. Uh, so he's, he wants to get revenge on Will. He proper powers up, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he does and he, he knocks Will down uh, yeah. the scaffolding. Although Casey saves him by by technically breaking his own spine. <laughs> yeah, so the the way it is is that, that slow motion, Will is falling to his death, or, you know, kind of, from the scaffolding. But Casey jumps underneath him and lets him land on his back. Yeah, he sli- like, jumps underneath, but like, so he's, yeah, so front on the ground. So he gets the full force of Will on his curved diving spine. Yes. Um, and then, so... Then there's a bit more fighting, um, and then he starts throwing darts at them, and they yeah. do flips and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, although Will, Will gets one in his other shoulder. Yeah, but again, doesn't doesn't affect doesn't him. bother he's, him. He's got a bullet in one shoulder, dart in the other one. Fine. But then, so he throws another. Franco th- throws another dart at them, and it bounces off uh, Casey's cast off his arm. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Now, do we think? The actor actually had a broken arm in real life. He did, yeah, he did. Looking, right. looking at Cause the because yeah. that small graze at the start of the film does not a cast require. No, it's uh, he did. He had a, a he broke his uh, arm in rehearsals, I think. For, uh, for, right. yeah. So they wrote it in. Why didn't they actually have him get shot in the arm rather than grazed? I don't know. I don't know. But but mind you, mind you, we've already established that bullets in in the Alexander brothers don't don't matter. Yeah. But there's so yeah, so he throws his dart, bounces off the cast, and then Will <laughs> kicks it, <laughs> it back into Franco's chest, who then spits up a bit of blood, um, and then uh, Atterton or Atteron shows up. Um, it just occurred to me at this point that he looks a bit like Donald Trump. Yeah, with the because you know you see him. This is probably one of the only times that you see him without his sunglasses on. So he, yeah. look, he does look a bit different, um, and he's got a shotgun. 
and uh, Franco thinks that you know that he's going to win and whatever, and and he shoots him, blows his face off. Yeah, which uh, looked all right. Um, yeah, that went bad. And then uh, so so this is the thing. See, right, his plan is that he says that he's gonna, he's fo- going to foil the plot assassinate assassination plot to kill the president. So yeah. so he kills Franco, and then. Franco killed the Alexander brothers and he killed Franco. So that's it. And then he saved the day. He's going to be a hero. He couldn't have thought that from the start. No, because that's a very elaborate plan, isn't it? I'm going to set this group up to think that they're going to have a revolution. And then I'll, for some reason, I'll kill John Alexander. I'll then implement both of his sons into this plot, get them killed, get the people who I've made do the in air quotes, revolution killed. Also, it looks like I've saved the president from an assassination attempt. It's quite intricate, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, he does explain it to us all, and he explains it to to them as well, so there's a nice bit of exposition there. But I was scratching my head thinking, he's either changing the plan on the fly and managed to make it work for him, or the whole thing is exactly how he planned it to be, which is, you know, yeah, it's ridiculously elaborate. It's not quite on the insane scale of, of Karate Kid 3 with Terry Silver deciding to spend half his fortune to to put Mr. Miyagi out of his small uh, bonsai tree business. <laughs> but it's, it's it's up there. It's up there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he's about to shoot the Alexander brothers and then you hear a shot. Uh, and You hear a shot from a shotgun. I'd like to point that out. It's a sh- definite shotgun that fired. Is it? Ah, okay. But then you get a close-up of his face and there's blood coming out of his mouth and then Maria's there. It's always puzzled me, those shots in films when that happens. When someone's about to fight, like shoot someone, you hear the shot. and it's, Obviously, they've been shot. But they always look confused. Because mm. surely they'd know, hold on, I haven't pulled the trigger. Or, or they'd be thinking, hold on, I've been fucking shot. You wouldn't stand there for five seconds going, hmm? Yeah, it's almost what like a slow kind of realisation. Oh, actually, I've been shot. Hey, what was that sound? Oh, I don't feel too well. They look down and go, what? Yeah. Um, so anyway, he's dead. Then everyone's happy as they leave the hangar because uh, then all the all the, the police and everybody turn up and uh, the good boss, uh, he's there. He shows up. Um, and then Casey and Will are happy. Everybody's happy. And you get terrible fucking music at the end of the film. Oh, that's why I put terrible music. Then I wrote end. And then I wrote, wow, that fucking music. Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was uh, No Retreat, No Surrender 3. Yeah. So, uh, first watch for you. Um, mm-hmm. So, what what did you think of it? Absolute dog shit, but highly entertaining. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I awful. It is terrible, but I had a lot of fun watching it because it's it's funny and stupid and rubbish, and the acting is terrible. But it's just it's just one of the it's just a film of that time, and it works. So yeah, I I enjoyed every second of it, even though I know it's not very good. Mm. I'm much the same. I, uh, I I thought it was laugh laughably bad in play, yeah. like genuinely really bad in places uh the acting was terrible uh, uh but it was 
really funny um, at the same time, you know, and, and some of the stuff in it was just ridiculous. Um, yeah. A lack of blood packs was disappointing. Oh, squibs. Um, but I did appreciate the the amount of, um, oh God, it must be like wire work, yanking people. Oh, some of the stunts. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah. You know, getting shot and then flying back 20 foot or whatever, or getting kicked and seemingly going halfway up into the atmosphere. Appreciate all that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, some of the overtop action and stuff like that was quite fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's one of those, I mean, did it live up to the memory? I mean, like, you know, I remember it being fun and awesome when I watched it when I was a kid and I, was I disappointed? No, I don't think I was. I think it was like you said, it was, I recognize now that it is a bad film, but it's actually really funny as well and yeah. stupid. Um, so it's a bad film, but it's not a bad film. Yeah, if that makes sense. Was, was the uh, again from memory because you might not remember much about part two, but would you favour one over the other? I can't remember much about two, but I think I'd I'd quite like to watch two again. I think I think the pronunciation of his lines, the bad guy number two. That I mean, this this fella weren't great. And he had that one weird line, but there was a campiness to the, the the camp factor of the villain in two was possibly even higher. But as far as action, I can't think. I can't remember two that much. I'm really annoyed that I can't. Mm. I don't know. What, I don't know what one was better. We talk. We've talked a lot about number two. We talked. To, oh Christ, we talked a lot about this one as well. They got. They must be on a fairly even keel for things to discuss. What's what's your favourite of the two? Again, difficult to. I'd say, you know, because it's got Lauren Avedon in it. I'd say probably because Corey Yun directed or Yun, however you pronounce his surname, directed the second one, and yeah. I think he's quite, um, you know, well known for his stuff in terms of his uh, you know, wire work and various other stuff that he's doing, his stunt work and all the all the other things. So I think. I don't know if the action was probably maybe a, bit, a little bit better in that, but I genuinely can't remember. But um, but anyway, I mean, uh, probably a fun double bill if you're a bit pissed on a Friday night or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you've got a few beers, I'd recommend it, definitely. Uh, yeah, it is fun. It is a fun film. So um, there you go. So uh, again, I wouldn't say an improvement on The Happening. Very different films. Because I, I think we kind of, <laughs> we said in the end that, we thought that the happening was a bad film, but actually not terrible like we kind of expected it to be. I think it was more yeah. down to the acting than anything else, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, the acting, the acting, the happening was was special in some in some respects. So, anyway, right, mm. it is your choice next. So, what are we going to be watching next time? Well, I had three films in mind. Which have been, which were on my little list on my phone from ages ago, and uh, I had one quite old one, one fairly old one, and one not quite as old one, and I put wrote my bits of paper and I pulled one out, so that was my process. Mm. And um, you may not believe me, but we'll, we'll get we'll get there. So, right, we are travelling sidewards to the year nineteen ninety. Oh. Okay. Uh, right. Starring P. 
people such as uh, Michael De Pascal Jr. Oh, no, don't know. Keith Cook. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, 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 China O'Brien. No. Oh. Um, Don Stroud. No. I can't give you the main one because it will give it away. But this might give it away as well. Uh, it's directed by Lucas Lowe. Uh, not King of the Kickboxers. Yes. <laughs> okay. Unbelievably so, yes. I, I did not know and until until you mentioned it. Well, actually, until I looked at it uh, this afternoon. Did not know that the top cast is fucking Lauren Afton. <laughs> Wow. And I didn't know it was the same director. I didn't know it came out in the same year. Have you watched it then? I have seen it before, yeah. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I knew none of the strings that connected these two films. And when you said earlier, it's supposed to be even worse, I couldn't help but snigger to myself thinking, what were the fucking chances? No way. I can't tell the other two films, because I'll probably use those two next, but it... This was a genuine pull, pull, pull a piece of paper out of a mug is what this was. Three bits of paper in a mug and this was one of them. And it happened to follow that and I didn't know the connections between the two. Holy shit. So this is turning into a bit of a Lauren Avedon loving, <laughs> yeah. isn't it? This this show. Yeah. Because uh, this will be the third film that we've talked about of his. Which And, yeah. and considering his IMDb, I think he's only got like four acting credits or something ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Is is impressive. Yeah, um, chances. Let me just have a quick look. How many act? How many things has he worked on? Uh, oh no, he's got twenty nine acting credits. So I, I had a look, but I'm sure he almost went vanishing until about two thousand and two. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Looking at it. Wow. So, well, maybe mm. we'll have to ask Dave see if we can f- pull some strings and see if we can get have a chat with him. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we've laughed at you in all your films. <laughs> <laughs> so, will they? Any go? We talk. Well, by the time we've recorded and done King of the Kickboxers, we'll have done the three films that he did. Uh, so, in 1987, No Retreat, No Surrender Two. 1990, No Retreat, No Surrender Three, and King of the Kickboxers in 1990. Yep. So that's our Lauren Avedon trilogy. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Amazing. Uh, to be fair, like I said, since it was mentioned to me many years ago about that film, uh, I, you know, I thought, oh, I'll have to watch that, but I never got round to it. But now yeah. I've got the perfect excuse. So excellent. Thank you. Right, it, it is available on YouTube. Fantastic. Um, right. Well, we'll do that next time. Okay. So thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to find us, if you go to the website, which is sixtymw.co.uk. Uh, uh, everything's there. All of the links to the wad, uh, the wadcasts, the pod, <laughs> the reviews, the podcasts. I don't know what wadcasts. Rod, what was I saying? Review. I think rodcasts. I think he's what I was going to yeah. say. Yeah, uh, podcast about people called Rod. And uh, yeah, then if you also go to the Twitter page, which is at sixty mw podcast, that's where you get all the announcements about everything else. So if you're on Twitter, then check that out. I am um, at dastardly jabby. Uh, on Twitter, where are you? 
I'm at eight mutterings, rarely. Same, to be fair. I look at it whenever I turn my PC on, which isn't too often. So, but anyway. Uh, and that's it. Thank you for listening. Uh, we're going to leave you with some terrible music from, uh, because we had to listen to it. So. Yeah, I'd give, them, I'd give them five minutes of Florida, five minutes of the biker thing, and five minutes of that whatever the end fucking shit was so yeah yeah you're gonna get a bit of music from because there is there wasn't any licensed music like can you do you remember that song actually from um no retreat no surrender two was it called it was called raging thunder i think and it was like a really soppy shitty oh god yeah yeah it was horrible wasn't raging it? thunder oh, yeah. symbolics, I don't know. something that shouldn't have been called raging thunder yeah no uh, but at least it had words yeah um anyway there, there you go so uh thank you for listening and we'll see you next time <laughs> bye 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 <laughs>